like everybody dreams of getting that particular moment. Everybody's got their dice out and we're ready, especially the person who's supposed to be ready most of the time. Hello. Hello. Oh, hi. We're professionals. We haven't had um, like officially more than a year now to figure this crap out. Well, you all are fine. I'm the one that's currently having a little uh, harp of palpation. That's what I tell everyone that we're all fine, but Rurik is terrible. Pretty much. Welcome, esteemed listeners. Gather round, fellow adventurers of the dice. I just lost my page. So we'll just start that over. I really, really did. Okay. I am Rurik, your guide through the mystical realms of probability of demise. As we embark on this remarkable journey, allow me to introduce the valiant souls who have brought life to our tale. First, we have Jason of the family Jasons stepping into the <laughs> stepping into the shoes of Asher, a courageous bard with a heart ablaze with determination. He Next. sets everything on fire. <laughs> That's why the joke is there. And also determination is also a pun. I was being very good on that one. I was solid. Uh, next, we have Larissa gracing our narrative as Trixie, a cunning and quick-witted monk wielding both wisdom and fists with equal prowess. And let us not forget Jess, whose portrayal of Tanzanite adds an ethereal death touch to our ensemble. Her very presence holds secrets of deific consequence. Together, these three extraordinary storytellers weave a captivating tapestry of adventure within Atlan's enchanted domain, a world molded by our collective imagination where science's remnants intertwine with the tendrils of magic. New intro good? Crap? Voted out? Me gusta! Uh, we do have some announcements. Uh, Jason, do you want to hit the merch? Uh, I'll yeah. Banner. Oh, you bannered it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have um, merch at at T Public, so you should go to the link in the show notes or on the screen right now and yeah. buy stuff. Bye. If you are, of course. Our audio listeners, which is the majority of our audience from my last gander at analytics. Oh boy, here it comes. You're going to go to tee.pub, pub, slash lick, without the K, slash P O D, capital cast. <laughs> Again, just for Larissa's benefit, that is tee.pub. <laughs> no, I'm stopping. I'm going to get into so Imagine much trying to type that address off of what Rick was just saying. <laughs> I think it's t- it's pubes um, licking. <laughs> I just like that I seem to be able to say it with a somewhat straight face, and the lighting lets me reduce the red tones my face goes into every time I say it. Because I do get embarrassed every time I say pube. <laughs> I have thirteen year old. I can't even not laugh. Okay, so our mature group of well seasoned um, folk. You really licked that announcement. <sighs> Got it in the... Okay. Um, <laughs> other announcements. Can I do Stonewall too? Sure. So guess who are, are people in this 
group. There are folks who sing and do things, and they are part of Stonewall, and they're doing the annual Pride concert, which is going to dig into these awesome rock and pop songs, and it's through the lens of the Stonewall Chorale itself. So it's like 46 years of pop sing and rock starness, and they have a special guest. I'm not going to say who it is, because if you go to the website, www.stonewallchorale.com dot org you will find out who that is and they are performing thursday june 8th at 7 30 p.m if you can't make it there is there going to be a virtual playing i got to a couple virtual playings but uh not of that concert at least not like uh synchronously so uh perhaps later in the summer um i don't i'm not sure if we're doing video but um i would say stay tuned on our social medias to see uh, to uh, learn about an opportunity to view the Matthew Shepard concert from March. Um, Very cool. Coming soon-ish. Coming, <laughs> coming, coming in. And in. <laughs> coming soon to an internet near you. It, it, essentially, yeah. Um, probably. <laughs> probably. Uh also, I did really quickly want to give a shout out to the the folks who did the little uh, character art that I really was gifted to to my friends here, um, just because they've had these characters for a while. And I figured they needed some way to commemorate their faces. Um, the character art that I use as little icons is not the actual like legit beautiness that is um, my friend's full portraits that they got. So if you're really interested in something fun and and a blast to look at, um, there is... Oh gosh, my, my, my breath is out of my body and I can't seem to get back in. Um, you That's should check out Memes... we're going to do a 15-minute meditation right now. Yes. Everybody start. Memes in Mockery Inn. Um, you'll have to look them up. I th- think that they have a website now. Um, they were on Etsy, but it's just... They're super cool. They're just doing a bunch of different fun little goodas and you, you can get personalized stuff. So that, I think that's pretty cool. All right. With that, I think we're at the word of the day. So Jess is well prepared and she's totally ready for us to do this. I love that Larissa was muted. <laughs> and she's not even paying attention now, so she can't tell that she was. So we have to do it for her. I will I'll be Trixie. Word of the day! Word of the day! How awful can we make it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Today's word of the day is a word that I think a lot of people know, but maybe didn't fully understand. So I'm reading a little book, and today's word of the day is buccaneer. (laughs) (coughs) So what distinguished a buccaneer from a pirate is that buccaneers primarily sailed and did things in only the Caribbean, and they only attacked Spanish ships and Spanish towns. So unlike pirates who would attack everyone and would be everywhere, buccaneers were in the Caribbean and they only attacked Spanish-related things. And the word comes from the Carib word of bocan, meaning a place for smoking meat, and it was French settlers in the island 
who learned the trade from the Indians who were skilled in the practice of curing the raw flesh of cattle in the sun and smoking it over wood fires. That sounds like jerky to me. Not to be confused with buckaroo. Yeah. <laughs> so, let me just try to focus. Bring my, I don't know why I'm so dark. But yeah, so that's the word of the day. A word that I think everyone knows, but maybe didn't quite understand. I like that. That's fun. Um, that should lead us to, gosh, I'm rolling sideways. I think my apartment's off level. Brand new apartment, but I'm slowly going this way. Um, <laughs> I am so excited that it is now time for new adventures. It's almost like we're taking off again. <laughs> um, as we go into a recap, does anybody just want to volunteer to do it rather than roll the dice for it? I rolled the dice. Um. Sure, I'll do it. Oh, you're going to just do it? Whoa, volunteerism. Let me pull up my notes, because I was so excited about my word of the day, I didn't do that. Yeah, just so everybody knows, when we first started playing D&D, Jess was the note taker. Yeah, I kind of have She's now the slacker. (laughs) She's joined the rest of the D&D players of the world. I don't know what I did before... I just had audio to re-listen to because I never took notes. I probably just forgot a lot of stuff. Come on, computer. Yeah, computer. Not normal, I don't think. All right. So, last week, excuse me one second. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> I had a boba caught in my throat. Oh, (laughs) nobody likes a ball in the throat. Maybe that's what was wrong with that guy on the subway today. Oh. All right. So. Your joke was funnier than mine. I didn't uh, hear it until I was already talking. (laughs) Last week, we were in the floating rock, rock float. What the heck's that place? Falling rock. The falling Falling rock rock tavern. Tavern. The fucking rock tavern. Uh, I attempted to go to bed and just give up and go to sleep <laughs> while the other two stayed downstairs. Uh, and do, 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 do. Is this the right day? Yes. Okay. Um. How did this Start. Okay, I don't remember exactly, but basically, uh, there was a knock at the door, and it—it it was the dead the, guy, right? Yeah, it was the actual head of the undead group was there, right? The Who leech. introduced us to a strange man, figure, individual? Uh uh, you knew the leash. They introduced you to the nightmare. Yes. So the leech came, introduced us to this the person. Shepherd. Um, while all that was going on, um, Asher spoke with the leech regarding what it. No, no, no! 
No, you're good. Okay. You're good. It, it's, I almost uh, clicked out. I almost clicked I'm out. winning. Rurik is Rurik is trying to change the pronunciation of this word. The pronunciation of the word lich. Lich. To leech. Oh. Leech. <laughs> I will uh, win. <laughs> I'm gonna hook up my dog to this undead creature and take it for a walk. <laughs> so basically, Asher got some information in a brochure regarding how one becomes a god. And there were three ways of doing that. Uh, I don't think I need to go into all those ways right now, but there were three ways. And then uh, the new creature that we were introduced to who's going to join our team was the Nightmare Shepherd, who's this like demon devil looking thing that also like kind of can change its appearance to look more humanoid. Um, and made Asher and Trixie sort of do like a daydream thing. And Trixie was basically able to get out of it pretty easily. Asher is, as per usual, not cool with this guy, doesn't like him, rolled really bad. As per usual. Um... He also came into my dreams, did the same thing, but I was ultimately able to get out of it. He and I High talked. wisdom. <laughs> they and I talked. Um, and basically, we are now aligned. Um, he said that, you know, the two of us were, are more aligned than they are with the other creature, which I think they were referring to the leech lich yep the leech the leech lich the leech um <laughs> and so while we were talking there was another knock at the door and this was a bug person with a letter and uh the letter basically was from bonnie who said that there were dragons kind of messing up our land asking us for help and then Asher's mom showed up I didn't write anything about what her conversation was <laughs> I think they basically just caught up uh, and smooshed then, her kid and left yeah and then a talking cornstalk showed up and apparently Asher and Trixie sort of created this new race of talking corn while they were looking for me. <laughs> and so, yeah. Who hasn't created a sentient plant here and there? Come on. <laughs> and at that point, I believe you'd regathered, <laughs> gotten, um, you got more? Good. I have one, one more little thing, which I thought was funny. So we were uh, told that uh, the three of us have new names, and oh. Asher is the Ode Overlord. Okay. Uh, Trixie is the Wind Whisperer, and Tanzanite's the Dark Lady. Da da da. That's all I got. Uh, and we got the airship, and we're waiting to go to that to no, go. You've launched. You we're are yeah, in flight. There, we're were, there was right. 
Fururu. Um, Somebody tried to blow us up. Rah, rah, rah. I almost let them. Yeah. Asher tried to, or Asher gave a speech. Asher tried to. (laughs) Tried to do something and got tackled. And Asher was like, hey, yo, don't do that. Everyone deserves to talk. And so as soon as the guard let that guy go, he shot a fireball at us, like a gun thing. And then the guy was tackled. Again, and, and then Asher did not tell them to let him up a second time. <laughs> I was like, nope, that one <laughs> stays down. And, oh, yeah, that's right. Now we're gone. We're heading out. That's why we're... So, yeah, apparently my goal is to always cut off Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was going to say at some point we should figure out who that guy was who tried to blow up our ship. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you are all three in the airship at different places around the airship flying through um, space. No, flying about. about and uh, what would you like to be? Where are you going? What would you like to be doing? Going to Barney's house. Right, we're headed to Bonnie's forest, which I think is the basically the patch of woods between Fisherton and Canyonville. Well, she's centered in like the the village where the thing was. Right. So I, I assume we'll go there. Through the west. Did that, did that place have a name? Before we blew it up, the village. The village. I think it was um, literally just the village. Where the, where the elephant people were, and it did have a name. Bloomington. Um, yes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I just remember. I have a note that you made it up, and to try to remember it, and then I didn't remember it. So. <laughs> Pretty glad. Um, that that, that I don't remember pretty... name. I remember naming Fisherton, and then Larissa getting mad at me for naming it Fisherton, and then I don't remember <laughs> naming the village. Yeah, it's, it's been a while, but the village is no longer there. Right, um, it wasn't there even when you came back. It's not called um, Booming, Bloomington Forest. Bloomington Forest because we blew it up. <laughs> the Bloomington Forest. The big boom. <laughs> Forest. Boom, boom, forest. <laughs> Big bada boom. <laughs> multipass. Multipass. Hilo tablet multipass. Yeah, so, sorry, Jason, I totally lost your name for a second there. Uh, you all are. <laughs> Unforgettable, it's fine. Uh, you are all headed to that particular location or. Okay. Um, I mean, it can't be that just two two out of the three of us are because we're on the ship. Sorry, the way you said that was like you all are going. Y'all. Yeah. Yep. Y'all. Yep. yep. Okay. Y'all. Could who Trixie, would like? Actually, points the airship towards the mountain and then just 
parachutes out the back. <laughs> Geronimo! Um, okay, so I would love somebody to roll our weather dice. Could somebody roll a d12? I'd do it. Sorry. I got excited. A four. Um, great. So the first too slow. What? Um, the first day and you're you've been in this semi equatorial region where the seasons aren't really visible almost all your lives. It's been, you know, pretty steady throughout uh you know, there's a bit of a colder season, a bit of a warmer season. Um, there's protection and everything, but as you've been traveling, you've been seeing that there are there is seasonality to different locations, and you know that north of here, um, the seasonality is a little bit more striking. Um, north. Yeah, north. I'm just north. dropping that whole up, <laughs> up, the up direction, uh, in the town of Uppington. It, Sorry. It's painful. Uh, <laughs> I forgot what you rolled now. Four. 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 Okay. Um, as you're kind of making your way, there's light clouds. Um, occasionally you think that there's a little bit of r- rain, but it could just simply be the fact that you are floating through clouds. And it's just the misting of the clouds and everything. But luckily, this particular airship has an interior space. So even as you get colder, you can go inside. The downside is, is that going through clouds is often like going through fog and your progress is slowed a bit just because the visibility even through these magical tubes is um, restricted unless of course you would like to plow through it more hazardously (laughs) I would love to hear what you would be doing as you're I mean we're not in a particular rush Right, guys? Yeah. So I don't I think feel one of us like... has to stand on the bow and shout Odin every 10 seconds <laughs> until we get out of the fog. I think that's how that works. Odin! <laughs> we will. We will. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, that hurts. All right. So. As you're flying along, um, you don't really see much of the landscape below, just due to cloud cover. It's not that these are heavy clouds, but it is just enough to make it obscured. All of us, I think, have traveled on a plane at some point. I don't know that everybody in our audience has. But there's this fun effect where even through the thinnest of clouds, you can barely make out the land. (laughs) It's just crazy. Um, But yes, you travel through the day and into the night. But otherwise, things seem to go well. Uh, would somebody else like to roll the next day's weather? Go for it, Tracer. If you put us in a snowstorm, I'll be very upset with you. Ten. Ten. Uh, the clouds evaporate overnight. Um, it's actually kind of fun. Um, Trixie, are you still trying to travel by night, um, taking turns with controls, or are you letting the airship drift overnight? Uh, I think we would probably take shifts. Like I can 
I can't remember who the other person, if there was another person that I was teaching, but um, whoever would want to learn, I would instruct them. Oh, you used to have a crew, so we weren't learning. Right. Because it was like you, well, in the year period after the explosion, like you learned to drive an airship and were like the captain of an airship. And so you had a crew that were all killed by the black dragon for the most part. <laughs> so, yeah. the the I think that just like um, you can figure out a travel method. And I think the travel does pick up a little bit if you're willing to travel overnight. Um Asher and Tanzanite, would you have each taken turns trying to learn and, and control the ship, or would you have avoided that task? Tanzanite um, would not have avoided it, but yeah, I'm gonna uh, say if, yeah, if Trixie asked me to, I would try to learn, but I, I don't think I would actively volunteer to try to learn because exactly. Asher's, in, Asher's in a funk right now. Okay, so. Trixie, would sorry, you? I just talked right over you. I apologize. <laughs> Same. My, this my is, brain. This becomes really on you, Trixie. Are you enrolling them in the work? Yeah, I mean, if anything, just to kind of like distract them and take their minds off of everything going on, um, and get them out of their own heads. You know, I would have at least been like, "Hey, look at this cool thing!" Ka-cha. So but I would. I would love to say that as the the course of this day is waxing on, um, the first day before we actually get to what Jason rolled for, um, that you are kind of like doing short snippets of just like how to do like basic night travel, but you're uh, making yourself near nearby available for an emergency if some, or like you've given them instructions to, like if this happens wake me up that sort of thing. Yeah. Um. The Nightmare Shepherd has taken up residence in the bow of the ship. They're trying to stay, they're they're aware of how they affect other people, it seems. And they're trying to stay at the front. Um, And because of that, at night when you're all traveling, uh, the shadows seem to flock to the Nightmare Shepherd, even Tanzanite, your shadows seem to just be drawn to them. And so the front of the ship is just always a little dark, always a little bit more in the grays. Um, and early that first day as you're, as you're traipsing out, it seems like one of the shadows detaches from the milieu of the front. And... Trixie surprising you, your recent um, companion is that shadow and makes its way along your neck. It had kind of disappeared since the battle, and now it's back. There's Emmy. Emmy, just right there. I just, I can't remember. She's tangible, right? Mm-hmm. She I- is very unlike the actual shadows, she just seems to um, come from the shadows when she emerges from different places. Um, and she is tangible. She's draconic. She's deep, dark red. 
and I just do like a little like absent minded like stroking underneath like her jawline. Can you like anyone who's ever owned a lizard or a, a, any type of reptile like usually just like a kind of thing like right here is usually what they like. So just kind of like absent mindedly scratching under her chin. Okay. Um, I would think that as you're doing that, you hear a strange sound. Um, you hear what sounds like, or, or maybe it's not even sound. It's just if you feel it, just these like low frequency vibrations. <laughs> and you would think that it's a purr. But if you know what crocodiles do when they're making mm -hmm. that noise, it's not a purr. Right. Um, but yeah, you you do hear that as you scratch the scruff. Uh, day turns to night and here's the clouds are clearing. And as the clouds clear, um, you get this high wind. It does work in your favor. You gain a lot of time with this high wind. Um, but it seems like a lot of creatures are taking advantage of the high winds. Um, it's a little bit more challenging to travel in that manner. Um, the winds are, are playing with the um, various components of the airship in ways that are different. It's, it's a trial. It's a new device. And there seems to be all sorts of places where windage will catch. And it just takes a little bit of effort to... Um, manage it so it takes pretty much your full attention Trixie um, Asher and Tanzanite could I get both of you to roll perception checks if you're checking out what's going on around let me pull up my stats not not discord nope <laughs> 30 30 30 dear lord I see everything <laughs> And that wasn't right. that wasn't even a natural twenty, folks. They're level eighteen. <laughs> this is normal. Level eighteen. Oh, that's right. Um, Fifteen. Okay, so Tansen, I would like to, you to describe to me um, what you are doing since your attention is not on this. That winds are pretty high, whipping around up up above. Um, are you down below? Are you up above? And just in, do, what are you engaged in? Because I would just like you to fashion for me the idea of what is drawing your attention. Um, if I'm not with Trixie or like doing the ship stuff, I would be near the Nightmare Shepherd just to see if they start a conversation or they, you know, want to discuss anything, but I don't actively start a conversation with them. Um, I think that Asher, you're, you're wherever you choose to be. Um, and you just keep seeing the nightmare shepherd and Tanzanite spending a lot of time together. It, it's definitely a little bit of a, an attention grab for you. I'm sure based on your, um, feelings and the I don't know what you mean the the thing that you really notice is they don't talk to each other for long stretches of time 
It's almost like they're very comfortable in the silence with each other. Um, or whatever else you might think it is. Um, if you wanted to try to pierce what Tanzanite's thinking is, I guess a Tanzanite, you could roll a whatever you think would be the how you're hiding things, and he could roll an insight check. But otherwise, I'm just going to let you all make up what's happening in your own character fantasies, which is what we would do in real world anyways. Um, but there is a seemingly companionable silence as neither of them speak for hours. And as you're contemplating that in whatever way you would be contemplating that, you notice a flock of birds, V formation as birds that are migrating often take, move and place themselves just behind the airship, using the airship to break the wind. And for an hour or so, that's all they do. And then they move closer, and you see that they're fairly large birds, uh, maybe familiarly large birds. And one moves to take the lead position in a V, placing the airship within that V shape. Much larger than the one you've ever occupied space of they cut the wind even more and increase your speed even more even as the tailwind pushes you faster and faster and then the formation veers in a different direction okay bye (laughs) as you let them move on on their own direction uh, they pass off into the distance as they go, I'll be like, <laughs> You beat me to it. Uh oh. One of them turns <laughs> back and kind of circles once in place, not circling the airship, but circling once in place before drifting back to the formation and then back to you all, and then back to the formation, and then back to you, and then back to the formation. It continues down with the rest of the formation. Uh, could I get somebody to roll for day three? I'll do day three. Uh, is this a D12, right? Yep, D12. Attack! Is this one? Yes. Did you have flock of rocks on your weather table? <laughs> Five. <laughs> I have strange phenomenon. Um, so I just try to think of things you've run into recently that would make sense to have strange phenomenon around. Uh, five. Um, yes. The next day, the, the skies are clear once again. Um, clear skies. Uh, the winds have died down, but you're going at a nominal pace. Um, as you <laughs> As you float forwards into the uh the honestly the setting of the sun because you are headed in that direction of of where the sun is setting you catch sight of again that group of birds oh and they fly with you for an hour or so before once again peeling off 
And once again, one of them circles a couple of times, almost coming back to your airships and then back to the flying V formation, then back to the circle of circle near the airship. One more mournful before it follows back with that V formation once again. At one point, having run into the birds again, uh, Trixie would slightly begin to doubt her ability to navigate, like wondering if she uh, is accidentally going in circles. Um, <laughs> but based on the changing landscape, she, uh, landscape, changing landscape below, she knows that's not the case. But she has like a slight faltering in her own navigating skills for a minute there. Anybody else have anything that they would do during this day? Um, Staying in silence with the... I will sulk. Nightmare Shepherd sulking in the corner. Probably near the aft of the ship away from the Nightmare Shepherd. Roll for severity of sulk. Maybe brood. <laughs> Roll for brood. You have a queen sulking and brooding. You know what I would do? I think what I would do is send a message to Bonnie. Okay. So let me mark that off of my my spells. So. Spells. A message. <laughs> no, sending. Sending. Okay. So I'm going to say... <sighs> Bonnie, we are heading your way. Please keep an eye out for us. If you are able to help get us there faster, that's cool. I mean, she's wind. She might be able to like, foo foo. Um, I think you get kind of just like the sigh of a breeze in your nostrils that smells fungal very different from the the air that you're in right now fungal and a little salty a strange mix of of earth and sea and you hear i shall keep a watchful eye and remain vigilant ready to assist you 
Cool. So I would just, I would just give her, give her a little ring a dink. That's all I would do. Okay. <laughs> um, go ahead. You are well on track. This is the last day of travel. Could you go ahead and somebody roll the D twelve again? I'm gonna do it. So say yeah, we're back at the top. I'm gonna roll D twelve right here. That's a twenty. <laughs> that, that's a 20 that's not buzzable with a 12 <laughs> i know that's that's I, I rolled a 15 i was like that's not right <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely not right you rolled a, a what an eight an eight um okay so this day there is a little bit more um heat in the air and you can kind of see as you move um through space, because it's such a clear day, you can see off in the distance uh, to, on the starboard side of the airship to the right as you're looking forward. You can see off in the distance a um, terrain that looks a little bit more damaged, destroyed. It's it's There's a volcanic nature to the soil and very little is growing there. Um, and, and the further off you look, you can kind of see, especially as night starts coming in, a, a little bit of a glow in that direction. And the heat you feel, you first attribute to, maybe it's just this space, this area. But looking off to the port side, you can see a different, the other forest. The forest that what, that you had chosen not to walk by on the way back when. Um, the forest just directly north of Overton. Um, and you can see that that's also kind of like this just uh, waves of heat seem to be rising all about. It's just a hot scorcher of a day. It's like the lands are hitting a heat wave. Um, And again, just before evening, you see a couple of birds, the very large birds, but it's only a couple of them. And they fly with you for an hour. They circle. And then they continue flying with you for another hour. And If I'm a rock, can I talk to them? Uh, You haven't tried it. Um, are you trying I'm, it? I'm going to jump up on the uh, railing. I'm going to say, if I had a band, I would name it Flock of Rocks. Pretty punk rock, yeah. And then I'm going to fly or just drop off the edge and turn into a rock. Uh, yeah. As you fall the first few feet, you see both the the rocks that are there begin to shift their trajectories. And then as you change form into this large rock um they pause and hold up their flight and eye you warily but they also seem to be trying to keep pace with the airship and with you so it's like a bit of a a moment of swirling feathers and directionlessness as they kind of reestablish their glide um i think as a rock you definitely feel the lift of the heat and how it makes flying in this form quite easy. Muted. I'm going to fly up into their formation and be like, Kaka? like, hello. 
Can you understand me? Uh, you hear, and this is there's the, it's it's funny because honestly, maybe you've accidentally shaped the creatures of this landscape because you hear from the first one. Glorious sibling, behold your newfound form, transcending the boundaries, embracing a new norm. Together we dance through heavens on wind and high, two majestic souls under the boundless sky. Oh no. Oh my god. They speak in rhyme. The other one hovers closer to you and turns its beak and you hear... Welcome, transformed one, on our sacred flight, unveiling the mysteries, soaring with pure delight. The skies embrace us, all united as kin. In unity and purpose, let our journey begin. And as they both finish these two statements, they start to move to the left. The same direction each group of rocks has flown each day. Oh, I feel like I need to respond in rhyme, but that's really hard to do just off the top of my head. <laughs> um, You're telling me. <laughs> I will say, um, wait, don't go. Stay here with the flow of this airship. <laughs> Roll for iambic pentameter. Um, <laughs> uh, nowhere close to iambic pentameter. Okay. Got to work work on my brain here. So, so You started this. I know. This totally. Did. It's totally my fault. I accept that. Um, Do you accept the consequences of your actions? <laughs> Um, you hear, I hear your plea in the currents of the wind. I slow my fight, flight and my keen eyes gaze down upon you. Speak, dear traveler, and let me understand the urgency in your voice. And it's kind of a break from the, the, the rhyminess that they had. It's almost like they've realized that you don't speak that same language that they speak, and now they're they're um, they're adjusting. Yeah, they're they're making the difference. But then you you also do hear them speaking to one another, and the other one says. Oh, the traveler, I hear their plea. Their words fill the sky so clear. Mighty wings, I'll slow my fight, flight and stay with thee through night and day, day and night. <laughs> just like they're still rhyming to each other, just not to you. Oh, my God. My brain's not ready for this at all. <laughs> uh, would you like to use rolling to solve this problem for you? 
Hang on. I'm going to say, speaking in rhyme, playing in time, why do you follow our ship with such boisterous zip? Ooh, <laughs> nice. That's good. Uh, you hear, oh, fret not, dear traveler, worry no more, for I am here, a rock to adore. Together we'll face life's ebb and flow. In this moment, let time go slow. And as they say slow, you feel like your entire flight is pausing as the world around you freezes. And it's like you're just sitting facing these two rocks and all motion has stopped. The airship seems to not be moving. The world around you seems to have stopped. And you hear, in silence, I shall wait and hear your whispered hopes, your deepest fear. Together we'll face the unknown. In unity, we will groan. I don't want to make you guys sit and wait while I try to write responses. <laughs> um, they're frozen in time. They don't know. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> and Larissa, talk amongst yourselves. We're writing poetry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading this really cool book about pirates. <laughs> I I it's love it. The, the buccaneer thing. Is, is this another one of the like? What is it? What book are you? Because I feel like so. No, it's uh, it's called. Mm, what the heck does this say? Uh, pirates, buccaneers, and gentlemen adventures, and it's a bunch of like really short like essays maybe about just like it's like a, a not fiction a non-fiction pirate book so it like cool. talks about different pirates and like the difference between all the things and i just really like pirates and it's like a little mini you know textbook but interesting got it for my birthday Shout out to Jano. Shout out to Jano. <laughs> I'm going to say, we seek to help a friend in need. From dragons must our friend be freed. Will you join us? Lend your aid. Bring your talents for use as blades. Oh, snap. That was good. Immediately. Um, and can you just roll a charisma check? Uh, you choose if you want it to be a persuasion, a... Like, you decide how that that was intended to be received. Natural 20. <laughs> oh, like, can you just add that up for us? Just curious. That's a, Bajillion. That's a persuasion check of 37, if you're wondering. Right. <laughs> well, sit back, oh. buckle your seatbelts, because here's a rhyme <laughs> off the top of my head to fit in with all this hot mess. So, we rocks majestic in our flight. A beacon in the sky's grand light. You offer guidance, wise and true. But alas, your path is misconstrued. 
With wings unfurled, we've sent to guide through treacherous valleys far and wide. Yet you lost in your own stubborn way. Dismiss our presence, stray and sway. We hear your calls, but turn deaf ear, blinded by no ego, no wisdom to adhere. In arrogance, I forge my own trail, unaware of the perils that may assail. Oh, new rock, I beseech you, forgive your pride. Fail to see the truth that we provide. In our grace, you were offered a saving hand, yet ignored, unable to understand. Now we fly, lost and alone, offering the guidance you've never known. That kind of sucked, but I'm trying. A lesson learned in humble strife. Embrace our wisdom if you value your life. And again, they turn. So I think they want us to come with them. Yes, you're still a bird, dude. I know. All right, I'm going to fly over to the bow of the ship. Time is resumed immediately at the end of their sentence, by the way. Like as close as I can get, and then just like drop my spell and drop onto the deck. Uh, How? how, uh, Go ahead and roll a dexterity saving throw just to see how successful this is. I just want to see if it's like. Do you miss? Oh, God. Uh, Ooh, 28. Uh, definitely no Tolkien when it comes to poems that's for sure uh 28 yeah you you land with a plum it's perfect it's a it's a beautiful landing it almost looks like you land as a rock and then suddenly there is a rock no more just i'm going to keep rhyming um (laughs) there's no longer a rock there but just you standing there perfectly in the superhero pose calm yeah what what is your superhero pose is it like the black widow pose or is it like a superman pose what is your Like like the iron man pose nice Oops, I just threw my thing around. Uh, yeah, you land. Uh, your friends via intercom or via in person, do you share what you've learned? They want us to follow them. Uh, uh, okay. I hope they're not evil, but they seem okay. <laughs> okay. I turn the ship to follow the rock. Um, as you turn the, ro- the the ship, there's a few 15, 20 minutes where travel continues to be the same. But suddenly the rocks turn and shift. And as they turn and shift, you and you turn to shift and follow behind them, you catch a current that was unseen to you. But clearly the rocks knew about. And you shoot forward much more quickly than you'd been moving, even though you'd been moving quite fast as, as it was. And you realize you've hit some sort of. And you occasionally have hit these before in the prior ship, but your ship wasn't really capable of handling them and they were dangerous. But this ship is. It seems to be handling it very well. In fact, all of those little pockets of aerodynamic disturbance seem to be perfectly aligned to this, and you've hit a jet stream. Welcome to subspace. Oh, wait. It's, it's the EAC of <laughs> It's the <laughs> EAC. Um <laughs> And as you move, um, you you move towards the forest that you are seeking, and you can see it from above. And the rocks leading you, uh, the, the 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 just keeping in formation with them keeps you within this windage space that's really truly um, making 
everything work very successfully. And you can see that that forest, that wild forest that was once simply a, a daunting and dangerous place um, where the trees were tall and thick and the undergrowth was dense um, and the shadows deep. And you remember there being talk of, of wild animals and unpredictability and just being a forest that is home to many dangerous creatures. Now it appears even more eerie. And as you move, you seem to get low and you, and you can see that there has been an entwinement of magic into the woods that has made the trees grow taller and the shadowy spaces even deeper. You, you can feel Tanzanite, your shadows growing excited. You occasionally spot creatures down below, brief glimpses as they pass by. Uh, they're, they seem more dangerous possibly. And some, for those of you who've explored any type of, of mythology or like for Asher, you've, you've spent a lifetime looking at books and stuff. They seem to be emblems of mythologies. You also note scorch marks of skirmishes that have clearly happened between the residents of this forest and some other being. Um, something has been terrorizing this forest for years, and the forest itself in some ways has been fighting back. But you can see that the, the, the burn marks are making their mark, that the forest is slowly being consumed and destroyed, even as it's being invigorated by these magical components. Um, and then as you come down low over the treetops, though continuing to follow these rocks, you see off in the distance north uh the mountains the layout of the mountains and far off in the blurriest distance on the highest peak a lone tower tower you were told about quite a while ago before you went to Maribeard's delve and there's all the rumors about that and it's also the the direction to which when you were off in the swamps that the dragon had moved but you're kind of almost on the opposite side of that location at this point the swamps were further to the to the west, and when you were in Kenyaville, you were to the east. So, so, so that, that that must be possibly the dragon's home. And then the wind dies, the rocks move away, and you are slowed because you're under your own power again, without the additional support of that great current of air. And as it slows down, you can look around and take a closer look at the forest if you'd like, or talk amongst yourselves, whatever you're up to. But what are you up to in this space and time, and what would you like to know about? Uh, I'm going to kind of do like a lazy circling kind of thing to see if either that village is, like that area is still open or if there's like a clearing or somewhere that I can set the ship down. Um, go ahead and roll a perception check. That's a net one. <laughs> You're not anywhere near where that village was. Whatever the trajectory of this flight was and the speed with which it happened, you weren't being directed to that location. Um, I would like to look over Go up to Tanzanite at the bow and look over the edge and see if anything looks familiar. 
Okay, go ahead and uh, roll a perception check as well. My perception is stupid. Now, 24. 24. Okay. You look over and you can see those trees that have grown taller. Their branches are twisted and gnarled and you can see almost like runic designs on the trunks. Some sort of written piece on that. Uh, You can see that the undergrowth is really thick in places. Uh, And looking through the undergrowth, trying to spot an opening, you see some creatures that are just surprised. You see uh, a horned beast with four legs. You see um, beasts similar to what you saw before. It's just that they're so close together. You're seeing so many of them. It's like there's almost a herd of creatures here. You see um, small four-limbed creatures with wings that keep taking off and landing. They could be fairies. They could be bugs. They could be something else entirely. They could be little tiny dragons. They could be brown. They could be blue. They could be wild. And you can see that some of them are aggressive and unpredictable, kind of like getting into little squabbles where they are. Um, before another creature will step forward and, and divide the two squabbling or three or four or five squabbling creatures. Um, and kind of looking through that, you can see a few creatures that are injured, um, scorch marks along flanks of some four-legged beast with a strange array of decorative plumage, other beasts that slither and crawl tracking you with their eyes and then a break in the trees a small glade we can't hear you you're you're muted so i'm going to point to the glade and be like let's park here over here uh with asher's support trixie you're able to see this small glade a small opening um Maybe distracted with how this does not is not the location to which you had first attempted to arrive. Um, it's probably a little disconcerting, and so his directions bring bring your attention to to focus on that little glade. Um, as Trixie seeks to land, anything else anybody's doing? Tanzanite, Asher, Trixie. Were we told there was they didn't leave us a way to get down off of the airship? I thought you said that last time that there didn't seem to be any ladders or like ways to get off. Uh, you, have, you haven't really explored the airship to find those things, so I've been enjoying waiting for this moment. Okay, well, I'm going to look around for how I'm going to get down. Ropes, ladders, <laughs> teleporters. Okay. Roll an investigation check as you investigate. search the ship for stuff. <laughs> Sturf. Uh, Trixie, while you're landing, could you go ahead and roll a intelligence check? You have proficiency in airships, so you can add your proficiency bonus and whatever your your intelligence bonus is. 15 for my search. Okay. Um, Tanzanite, what are you up to? Um... (laughs) 
still just sitting by the shadow, uh, nightmare shadow. They've been silent this whole time, just seeming peacefully in that space, communing with their shadows and your shadows both. Um, but Trixie, what'd you get? 18. Okay. Trixie makes a landing more swiftly than Asher locates a way mm-hmm. off the airship. Um, Trixie, you you see um, some some well-marked toggles that launch uh, a harpoon-like tool into the earth below, anchoring you in place. It, you can even as you manipulate them, you can see that you can actually manage them to aim at specific locations, and you can see how this might be used as a weapon, possibly. But even as it bites into the earth and and the anchoring component comes into play, you realize that if you did, whatever you hit would then be attached to your ship. Um, and then two more launch at the same time as you launch that first one. And since you didn't aim those and you weren't aware of them, it's just by luck that they happen to hit earth and you realize, Oh, should probably aim all three of those in the future (laughs) to truly anchor us down. So we don't hit something that we shouldn't hit. Um, It's nothing in this moment, but there's three points of, of anchorage and your airship is held low to the ground. Asher, you feel the airship kind of jerk into place as it, as it kind of just lightly is um, tucked and jerked around by the anchoring and the, the loss of momentum. Uh, but it's pretty decent landing. It's not, you know, that beautiful, perfect landing where nobody feels a thing as you hit the runway, but it is a solid and comfortable landing. Um, and just as, as that happens, you see a... Um, a little mechanical setup at the bottom layer of the airship. The problem is, how do you get down there? Because you can see that there's nothing holding below. And it's a little bit of a puzzle for a moment. It slows you down, and eventually you figure out that it's a little bit of an elevator system. Hand crank. (laughs) And... Once you crank it into place, you are able to lower yourself and anybody else. But it's um, it's definitely not built for components. And you kind of wonder for a moment why they didn't uh, use this. Except that it probably would have been lifted into place during the fire. But you're still looking at it going like, that one guy could have run down here and lowered this for somebody else to get on board. It would have <laughs> made things a lot easier. Again, maybe the smoke-filled compartment deterred them, but... And you can see there's still some smoke damage down here. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Prestidigitating away the scorch marks. Oh my god. We'll see next time we travel that Asher will spend some time down here just mending prestidigitation, mending prestidigitation, mending <laughs> prestidigitation. Oh my gosh. Uh, great. That is hilarious. <laughs> Eventually, Trixie has to come down and check because she keeps hearing that squeaky noise of your prestidigitation spell. She's just worried that something's falling apart down here. 
because she hasn't turned off all the intercoms. She just is constantly hearing all the little whispers all throughout the whole ship. <laughs> She's like, why is that squeaking happening from there now? And the mop just goes by with my unseen servant. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little magical happy land of cleaning. Um, turn the like the bow or the bowels of the ship into Fantasia as I'm just wandering around like okay. animating things and <laughs> that'll be a fun trip. Anyway, as landing are preparations are fully made, Asher is prepared with a way to exit the ship. Um, Tanzanite, you're sitting there with the Nightmare Shepherd, and they suddenly shake their body and you realize that they've been asleep for four days. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. I uh, apologize, maybe? Um, Nightmare Shepherd, go ahead and take a long rest. How was your nap? Sending dreams out to the world. Trying something new. How'd it go? How was your sleeps? I don't know. Game Master, how are, how are my sleeps? I don't know. Uh, why, why don't you roll a wisdom saving throw and we'll find out through danger okay. and, and, and recklessness. Okay. Wisdom saving throw. Let's see. Okay. I don't know if it's really supposed to be a wisdom saving throw, but I like making it a wisdom saving throw since you're strong in that. Okay. Plus. So, okay. 25. You haven't had a nightmare. Which you uh, should have had nightmares given your recent experiences. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say I've actually slept really great these last few days. Guess I have you to thank for that? I don't know. I'm still trying to, to understand this, but I like it. I like it a That's lot. Good. Good. Um I think we're here. I think we made it. Ah. Good. Have you been sitting there long? No. Uh, just sat down. Well, let's find your friends. Um <laughs> the, the Asher was was I hope okay. Uh, I'm worried about how they reacted to me in the beginning, but hopefully we'll be able to build a solid relationship now. Oh, does that mean I have to roll a wisdom saving throw to see how I reacted? Uh, you could roll a charisma saving throw. Maybe if you... Do you know any jokes? 28. You see them think for a long time. You had beautiful dreams, Asher. In fact, your fear of this creature has been replaced by icy frustration, broodiness, and disregard, or whatever you choose to call it, for the way that they spent so much time 
with Tanzanite. You have had nothing to interrupt that uh, blossoming regard of whatever nature you choose to describe it as. Um, but yeah, uh, perfect. So, um, I lost track. Tanzanite. Uh, I, I was asking if you knew any jokes. Oh, wasn't really my province before. Is that something I should work on? Um, no, no. Um, just he really likes jokes, so that's why I was. Um, I I could give you a joke if you want. Okay. You can tell it to him. Okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I googled nightmare jokes, and now I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also not very good at jokes, but um, uh, do you know what cows are? Um, do we know what cows are? I'm assuming we know what cows are. Yeah, take it a liberty. Take the liberty. Uh, a mystical creature that produces sand. Sand. And consumes vast quantities of methane. Uh, sure. Okay. You know, that doesn't matter, but okay. So the joke is, uh, where do you find a cow with no legs? Right where you left is- that. <laughs> Why would I keep a cow with no legs? Don't think too much about the joke because then it won't work. But if you just repeat that to Asher, maybe it'll like break the ice. Ah, I see. You describe things more literally than they are. So, ah, I have one. Okay. What do you do when you want to get rid of a dream? Uh, I don't know. You wake up. <laughs> you know that was really good. I, I can hear all of this, right? One? Because of the yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I go with the cow one, but your choice. Ah, oh, okay. Yours was really good too, though. So, what's the best way to get rid of a cow? No, 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 no. Cut off his legs. Do we hear that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, don't do that. You're welcome. Okay, so maybe don't tell them any of those. Hey, people. Tanzanite. Yes. I once had a nightmare about insomnia. I haven't slept since. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's tough. The, the uh, what is your most terrifying nightmare? I'm trying to remember and I don't I think that they're the ones you can't remember they will just keep that to yourself maybe I don't need to know 
You guys should come down. There's a way out of the ship down here. I found it. Okay. Oh, good. So, and let's go. The Nightmare Shepherd stands up to their full height and so towering as they're, over Tanzanite as they're, bite. As they're making feet. their way down, I have to tell you guys this joke. I have this recurring nightmare where not only am I forced to become a vegan, but then I'm stranded alone on a desert island and there's nobody to tell about it. <laughs> if you're so vegan, good. we don't mean offense. But that's funny. That's a good joke, though. That's the one that made me laugh out loud when I opened this page. That's so bad. <sighs> bad. As bad, you're walking bad. down Tanzanite and Trixie, you probably hear this as you're moving about the ship. Asher, you probably hear it as well. You hear the shadow uh, or the, the nightmare um, shepherd whispering to its shadows, its smaller collection of shadows, not to Tanzanite shadows, but you hear it whispering and saying, what's the difference between a nightmare and a dream? And then it just seems stuck. Like it's trying to answer a serious question. And then you're at the elevator where Asher is. I know. So... Hi, Asher. Hello. So, uh, this do you is like my the joke? way we leave. It was, I loved it. So that your cow joke was good. I liked it. Thank you. Yes. Um, strange that you would keep a cow without legs, but yes, it was good. I found it very amusing. <laughs> Just, All right, like, it, shall we get we go in the elevator? What does Trixie do? As just rolls her eyes and goes, Jesus, here we go again. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, are all four of you boarding? Uh, I do. Or the elevator, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's just enough room. It's not quite, it's not much bigger than the four of you kind of crowded together. Um, <laughs> Asher, go ahead and roll a strength saving throw. Since you just oh, volunteered no. to be the turner of the wheel. Oh, no. Of all the people. That's a... That, oh, I'm, with, hang on. My <laughs> minus one, with my minus one, that's a nine. Oh, dear. Um, oh. We all, we all died. The end. Um, it's not that it's dangerous. <laughs> it's that Asher's not quite strong enough to hold the wheel in place with the current weight at a steady rate of descent. So you just, it's, it's one of those situations, Asher, where you get to decide if you're going to try to play it off as, oh, you intended to go down quickly or it was an uncontrolled fall and, but it's not unsafe. You, you, you are able to get down, but it's just, it's a very, very fast belay down. <laughs> very fast. I, I'm just going to be like, <clears throat> oh, yeah. Um, sorry, I thought probably in a hurry. So let's. <clears throat> Those of you listening, Asher just kissed his muscle. My boss, yep. All right. You are there at the glade. Uh, maybe a little bit of heart and throat. Stomach adjustment. Um, it turns right. How do you know you can trust a cow not to tell you a lie? <laughs> <laughs> 
because it's no oh. bull. I was going to say, put a truth spell on him. <laughs> you can see the 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 nightmare shepherd just looks really confused. What are the three you up to? You you, have- what do you name the cow with no legs? Name a cow with no legs. Make it stop. Uh, <laughs> Betsy. Ground beef. Oh, yes, that is clever. <laughs> okay, and there's a door, I assume, at the bottom here, <laughs> or a ramp or something. It's all open, and it's you just have literally lowered a, a metal cage on one side and. Just totally download open this, all the other sides. Just download this royalty free thing. So I apologize if it's the completely wrong outdoor sounds. Um, yeah, you all make yourselves oh. in the woods. Ka-ka! A little glade, the breeze blowing by. Uh, Trixie, did you just caca? <laughs> she did. <laughs> Nothing happens. Just a little one. Just a little one. Um, <laughs> Trixie gets eaten by a rock. Um, Tanzai, did you mute yourself on purpose? I didn't mean to. I guess I did. Okay. Um, I'm going to step out and send a message to Bonnie. Um, and I'm going to say, um, we've landed in a grove and we're here where best to find you love you okay um, I I you you um you send that message and and it's using the sending spell um uh there's like it's too long before you hear the reply and you know that you have lost their opportunity to reply. And just as you're starting to go, oh, crud, I'm going to have to redo this. You hear right behind you, ah, you've arrived. Without that accent. How wondrous. Uh, okay, well, um, let's go relax. Uh, we, we have a few moments. The last incursion was several hours ago. I see that you finally followed the rocks. Yeah, sorry, we didn't we didn't know that we were supposed to until I turned into one and talked to them. You know, they they kept telling me that you didn't seem to understand, and I thought I was going to have to travel to where we first where we last uh, uh, met. Uh, but I figured, 
you know, if you were attentive to the whispers of the rustling leaves, nature would guide you gently my way. Oh, I just leaped off the ship in the middle of the air and turned into a rock, but... File, listening to the wind. Sure. Thank you, Bonnie, for your help. Those birds are really good at poetry. They are. It makes, I've never it ma- really... makes me feel bad about myself, but that's another day. A story for another t- time. Perhaps you should spend some time interning with them. Maybe I should. <laughs> that would be wise. Uh, I will let your intentions be known as we travel deeper into the grove. Um, the trees will carry your words to the rocks. Well, sounds like you have a dragon problem. Yes. Uh, let's journey forth in reverence. <sighs> And see if we can't figure this out before they burn down my whole forest. And she leads you to a very large tree, and she kind of um, has campers with cigarettes. It's dragons. Gosh. <laughs> what did you say? So I tell you, if it's not campers with cigarettes, it's dragons. Um, Asher and uh, Tanzanite, you, you, um end up taking the lead you're given direction by by Bonnie but Bonnie trails behind a little bit so Trixie it's been a while yeah um are you angry with me no 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 um you don't reach out like Asher and Tanzanite too. How does Asher reach out? Just I hear. I I I mean you I don't know, it feels like the last times we kinda talked to you you were too busy for us so I just figured it would best to be best to leave you to it you didn't really seem to need or want us around anymore so I didn't I didn't take it personal I just I, I assumed you'd outgrown us you thought I didn't want to be friends with you anymore no not that just That you had other priorities. Well, I, I know I was busy at first, but I kept seeing and hearing about your travels because you kept flying over the forest and I thought you might stop by, but you never did. And I was just curious if I had upset you. No, and I'm sorry if it seemed that way. I just, you you seemed to be enjoying your new role and your in your your new space and so i didn't want to bother oh i i am enjoying it it would be lovely to have a partner in this work i'm realizing the last well at first there was no choice it was just you had all disappeared and i honestly thought you were 
I thought the worst and hoped for the best and lingered as I worked. But then you were back and I, I was busy and I couldn't leave. I still can't leave. But I thought I would see more of you. I didn't know I could be lonely with so many friends around. But it's not your problem. Uh, I mean, it can be. I mean, if you want us, maybe, maybe once all this is over, I can come stay for a while. Sure, her face lights up. I I would love that. That would be wonderful. Um, to I made bargains and deals to watch over where you were all at and I have to fulfill that and I've recently realized that there's few ways to leave this bargain I'm glad that I did I'm, I'm glad that I was there when you all came back I'm glad that I've been able to help at a distance on occasion I've been struggling to hold things together here a bit more recently but at first, I, I did my best to, to... I held a green dragon for a few years. I held it, and then it broke free, and I don't know what happened with it, and I hope that it... Is that the one that likes ideas? This one was very selfish and mean and angry. Oh, was did just I a, have two the little... The one? Uh, it did not have, maybe that's why it finally broke free, though. It could have been seeking to hatch a clutch. I didn't even understand at first what it was, but I feared if it had gotten loose that it would kill things beyond my forest, and I can, what's here I can protect? Well, we weren't able to save everyone in its path, but we were able to keep it from hurting anyone else. When that is a relief to hear. Perhaps, perhaps you'll be able to deal with this other. Which, uh, is it the, the red one? Yes, it, it, it is red. Um, the red, like very large old one. Yeah. Do do you know its name? We've taken to giving it a a name. Mm, We don't know its name, but um, Asher starts loading uh, water bullets into his gun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, we've been calling it Scorchfire. That sounds about right. Because it (laughs) just likes to fly through and scorch things. Um, it's not been after us as much as it's been after, and, it, and she nods up to the tower as she's walking along with you all. Um, it's been really interested in the tower. I'm sure that they have a different name for it up there. Who? It's fighting against the tower? It seems to go there fairly regularly to try to burn it. Uh, at first, I think it 
lingered and but not lately it's just been who, do you know who lives in the tower strange creatures have been seen uh my scouts report that there's a a group of folk who who seem to work in it and um i did send a particular friend there and they indicated that it's alive with magic more concentrated even than the um, than the area you went down so long ago oh boy um, it seems tamer though somehow and you see her eyes glow for a second bright green and she just looks at all three of you and at the nightmare shepherd and her eyes fade back to normal and she goes oh you have you are almost as a glow as you could possibly be you've got quite a bit of magic on you all at this point yeah we do okay it's impressive um, it's impressive, but it's put us in a difficult position. Uh, I've been curious how things might play out for other folk. I, I've been isolated here, and I've learned some lessons. I'm guessing you've learned similar lessons. We're scary to others, aren't we? Yes. That's that's what we're finding out. Yep. Yeah. I scare the crap out of the people north of here, just around the mountains. They've come once or twice. But I do like it. I was going to say, that sounds like something you do on purpose. Well, if I'm going to rule the air, <laughs> the forests, and all the seas, one must have a little. Respect. The water above the water. I've learned that it's not water. I am an informed cosmopolitan forest dweller, <laughs> if you will. The above the water, above the water, above the water, however, is a curiosity can't breathe up there and I like it <laughs> well just don't fly so high you can't get back down that's the goal and you can see a feral grin just cross her face and a lot of the more um even though you can see that there's been changes to our physicality that have incorporated some features of land and air creatures, you see the feral deep sea creature show for just a moment as she considers whatever's beyond the atmosphere of the planet. Things to consider. So, uh, I I know where the dragon comes from primarily, um, 
and she gestures, and she's kind of pointing in the same direction as those fields you saw of of the high heat, cracked volcanic ground um, that you had seen on on one of the days of travel, um, off in the, off in the distance on a day that was a scorcher of a day. Uh, it also has been known to try subtler tactics coming from different directions. Um, but I, uh, I don't know if that's the appropriate move to make. There's also a, well, you could find out what's going on with the tower. Maybe they would help. Um, we probably will have another incursion in a few days. It's been a little less frequent now that the Tower of the Mountains seems to be the focus. Um, I do apologize. I did not ask my scouts to go close enough to discover more about that tower. I could tonight if you would like. Um, I mean, we could take our airship over there, get there really quickly. Yes. Uh, you'd probably be seen. I think but, the goal is to scout, not to announce our arrival. I mean, well, if, you could announce. If, that would be fine. If, if I mean, we're looking for help want. fighting the dragon. Then... It's up to you. I I don't have... I mean, I have the resources for a bit of forest travel. I have... If we choose to sacrifice another glade, we could do that to to trap to trap scorch fire. To um, I hate the sacrifices that, that we've made already, but if that's what's necessary to end this, I, I'm we could use this one here. And she gestures back at where the airship is um, currently anchored, or. We could try to go directly against him, I, or it, or her. How does one ask a dragon? Never mind. Uh, whatever you think makes the most sense, I'm I'm happy to do. I think Jason's talking, but he's muted. Stupid motorcycle people. Um, <clears throat> think we need to make a plan. So uh, first, do we, do we want to use the airship? Or do we want to hide the airship? Um, do we want to go to the tower for help or go on after, after him on our own? I don't know. I... I feel like if you have to drive, you can't fight. Unless you use the airship as a battering ram. I mean, I mean, we can certainly, I think we can certainly reach out and attempt to contact them. I just don't necessarily think we need to show all our 
our hands in case they have different goals than we do. And that was on the list of things we were asked to check out. So we're ticking a box whether we want to or not. Um, how long would it take to just walk over there? Uh, I could help facilitate a speedier trip if you don't mind riding. Uh, do you mean to the tower or to the Firelands? To the tower. Yeah, that would be easy enough to do. Um, you're not afraid of four-legged creatures, are you? I am a four-legged creature. She looks at you. Mm, not what I mean. I was just being silly, but... Anything is better than Grand's motorized vehicle? Oh, I remember that. It didn't work. <laughs> it did not work. It really did not. Yeah, uh, so... Uh, Will you be off now, or? What she seems almost reluctant it? to let you go. Just to clarify for my brain. Hey, Going to this oh. <laughs> tower and requesting aid. We're just going to see like what the their beef is. I mean, we're going to see like what their beef is with the dragon because they've been fighting it. So we're going to see if they want to Or rather, fight. it's been attacking them. So, you I know, guess, yes, enemy of my enemy and all that. Mm. And that would be a better plan than possibly a surprise attack on the dragon or setting I'm, a trap and luring it to us. Yeah, I'm, I'm not super comfortable, like, attacking it in its own lair, I think is mm -hmm. maybe not a good idea. But we could try to set a trap. I mean, we could also see if they have any insight as to, you know, obviously they've successfully def defended this tower for a, a while. So if they have any insight that they can, that they feel generous enough to pass along, it couldn't hurt. I say if we can do it quickly enough before the dragon tries to attack here again. I'm down for that. I just don't want it to attack here again. If possible. Otherwise, let's go. What time of day is it work? Um, it's midday. Okay. How fast, how, how fast can you get us there? Well, I have three friends who might help you, uh, and their families. Would you like to meet them? Sure. Um, saying that she reaches out her hand and, and seems to cup a little bit of air and then springing forth into that air is a little tiny hummingbird that splits cool. into four, three different hummingbirds and 
darts off in three oh. different directions. So it'll just be a moment. Uh, please. Oh, uh, eat. We're going to have to ride that little bird. <laughs> eat. Um, and as she says eat, you can see like a huge leaf unfurl and kind of become a table. And on that leaf is uh, various food things, all just natural items, nuts, berries, uh, nothing extravagant, but just really uh, simple, natural foods that would be easily obtained in a forest, but just gathered here in like just a delicious kind of variety. And then there's even a little um, nestled cup of honey. Please enjoy. Um, and as you choose to partake or not partake, um, just side conversations, everything else like that. If there's anything you want to say or talk about or do before your potential mounts arrive, say so now or we will fast forward. Um, I, I try everything but the nuts. <laughs> as you would. <laughs> I try everything. Yeah, me too. As the table unfurls, I'm going to look at Bonnie and go, show off. Uh, when you say show off, she smiles a little, like just the corner of her mouth quirking up really, really high. And she goes, oh, you should see what's going to happen next. And um, she just settles in and just starts very casually eating the nuts and there's you can see there's a ton of different variety of everything it's like there's blackberries blueberries things that are out of season are in season here um cashews pecans like just it's a very fun little variety there and there's also a lot of um strange vegetables you may not have recognized or seen um and while you're sitting there you see animals you've never seen before some asher that you've seen in books that you may be even shared with trixie and tanzanite cows sheep chickens uh, creatures that are not part of of Overton at this point, but clearly have been released from those releases in the past. Yes, Zanzang. Can I point out the cow to the shepherd? <laughs> sure. That's a cow. It has legs. That one does. That's why the joke's so funny, because they don't normally... They don't normally have, have legs. legs? No, they normally do have legs. So it's funny that a cow... Would it have legs? As you say that, you see this black stallion horse slowly walk by, and his gaze just reverses that. That's a cool cow. That's not a cow. One might call that a. One might call that a nightmare. Um. Various other animals move by. (laughs) You're going to go kill them. Various other animals move by. Uh, You see some that are just beyond imagining. You see uh, one of the creatures that you saw as you flew overhead. Uh, It has just this huge horn at the front of its forehead, but otherwise seems to be some sort of furry, four-legged creature. Um, you see some uh, snakes that are flying, landing from tree to tree. You see uh, just a wide variety of creature here. It's a- almost like they're in a sanctuary and 
it, there's it's strange to see these creatures all gathered together because you can tell that some are definitely predators and definitely territorial, but they're they're seeming to observe a peace here in this space. Um, and as you're saying there, you, you you suddenly all the animals kind of move away a bit, and running up comes a trio of similar to the the black. Okay, uh, I have a theory who this is going to be. <laughs> okay, is it, our, is it our kitties? Uh, not yet. Okay, but you, similar to the black uh, stallion that you had seen, uh, four mounts arrive, kind of tumbling after one another, and as they come, the wind whips around you, and you can see through them a bit, mm-hmm. and their coat shimmers and is a little iridescent. And you can see they almost have like the hues of a sunset. And you can sense just by their presence that they are speedy, that they are almost of the wind themselves. And you can see its hooves are barely even touching the ground. There's a little bit of a pause. And then you see erupting from the tree line. Uh, this this magnificent creatures. There's four of them as well. They appear to be trees themselves, and they're massive, adorned with just lush foliage and blooming flowers all over it. And you can see that you could just ride on its back. Multiple creatures could ride on its back, and it almost, as it steps from the side of the forest, it almost seems to blur into the landscape, and it just possesses this deep connection to the flora and moves with this grace through the dense forest behind it where you would expect to see destruction from such a massive creature there's no trace that it ever passed and then the last you see are yes asher some kitties they are huge (laughs) in fact do i recognize my kitty you you uh, go ahead and roll a let's call it an insight check or animal handling. Let's call it animal handling. It's about time we have an animal handling check in this game. <laughs> you mean since the last Maybe. time we had the cats? Yeah, <laughs> I don't like this roll. It was a while ago. <laughs> Using the luck point. Mm-hmm. It has been a while, so maybe it would be low. Seventeen. Uh, it takes you a moment because they are, um, they're just so big and you know how it is when you see somebody when they're a baby and then you get to see them maybe as a teenager, preteen, but then puberty hits and they're just a different being. It's a similar moment happens here and it's that the, they're colossal feline features and the way that they just prowl with just elegance and power that was not yet theirs the last couple of times you saw them, uh, its height definitely takes a moment. And you can see its fur is just this mesmerizing pattern, blend of earthy tones and vibrant hues. And it really mimics the colors of various wildnesses. So it's just definitely a, a creature that can blur the lines for everything. It's the piercing golden eyes that remind you and let you know which one is which you can see this 
keen perception and just uncanny ability to navigate at odds with the past. But Asher, the one that you knew best, locks eyes with you. And you can see retractable claws come forth sharp as, as obsidian and just really rending the earth beneath it as it begins to do a ginormous version of Kitty Biscuits right in front of you. <laughs> I'm going to get up and like run to him and just hug his giant head. <laughs> uh, roll a dexterity saving throw. He 27. Never he never learns, does he? <laughs> you, you run up and you see the claws go from Kitty Biscuits to immediate launch at you and you move with such dexterity that you're able to evade all the claws coming at you all at the same time and dig in for a kitty hug. Um, and <laughs> there's this funk and you, you, you all can hear the g- giant lungs, the thunk through them as Asher's body impacts with the, this giant feline creature. Um, and then even as you saw those claws closing in, they retract and you hear a rumbling purr that reminds you of distant thunder. It just reverberates through the air, kind of signifying both a mix of danger and enchantment. And then you hear a roar from it, which is just this wild symphony of harmonies, which if you weren't all in a positive light with it, you would maybe be struck with fear. Mm. I'm going to take out two strips of bacon and go to the other two. (laughs) The bacon seems so tiny in comparison. Uh, They eagerly open up their jaws and their teeth are your height, Trixie. Um, And that's just this regular teeth and then they pull back and you can see their canines which are twice the length. I feel like I feel like Bonnie may have manipulated their growth somehow. <laughs> you can definitely tell that these are creatures of myth and legend now, regardless of what they might have been before. And they've still some memory of you, but they've definitely also got some primal instincts, untamed spirit, and just that wildness and wilderness com- combination. And as you get close enough to feed it, you can smell them. Asher, you are in the midst of the perfume. Have you ever smelled a wild cat? You can smell it. That's okay. He's a good boy. (laughs) So, yes. Uh, And those are your three choices. Um, Well, shoot. Um, So, cats, horses. Cats. The horses, the 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 wind horses, I guess. So, the yeah. spirit wind stallions, and the grove guardians. Oh, right. we all have to pick the same ones. Um, Bonnie does not seem to. I mean, do you ask that of Bonnie? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that there will be strength in having a diverse series of mounts? Um. You're just going to the tower, correct? Yeah. The Grove Guardians move most swiftly through my woods, which would get you there quickly. 
Uh, but then once the mountains, they would slow down a bit. They still move quite quick. But um, and the spirit stones, they're they're of the wind, so they can move swiftly. But if there are adverse conditions at the mountain top, that might be a problem. Um, the felidar are your old friends, and you could also use them. But they can be temperamental. Asher Mercurial. says, <laughs> Roll another animal handling check. Nineteen. Wait, no, wait. Twenty-one. Um. You you feel yourself the, your back as you're saying, you feel your back scraped by sandpaper <laughs> as you are getting groomed. Um, it is a gentle as gentle as they're capable of being grooming procedure. You now smell also like wet cat saliva. <laughs> Um, can I ask Bonnie if you were to go which one would you take um, I have not been able to leave so I would probably I would love to take the stallions they're they do they're just so much fun but i can travel as the grove guardians do and that might be a unique experience for you i'm sure you know what it will be like to ride the felidar they're just a little bit more tactile in travel Um, Jan, I, Jess, I, what's, your, what's your dexterity look like? My mine's, mine's good. Lewis's is, is good, but it's okay. Plus three, sixteen. Uh, I look up at the Grove Guardians and I go, "They remind me of home." I like to sit with them. Um, even as you say that, you, you can see that there's just a tranquil energy emanating from the Grove Guardians, and it just harmonizes with the nature around it. And because you know where they move to, you can still see them. But you think that even a passerby might not recognize them because they've already so deeply connected with the flora here that it's in a specific point that they're blurring into it. Well, that's one of you, um, and maybe two of you, she says, looking at Asher. <laughs> um, I'm going to walk over to the, the, the like, wind horses. What are they actually called? The spirit wind stallions. Spirit winds. 
Can I look at them? I don't think I have any sort of a spell that would help with this, but I just want to like look at each of them because there's a few, right? Mm-hmm. There are four. Look- oh, perfect. I want to look at all four of them and just see if I can make a connection with any of them. Okay. Go ahead and roll an animal handling check. And then based on your role, I'll kind of tell you where your success lies, and I'll have you describe what your interaction looks like. And then animal handling. So 18. Awesome. That is definitely a success. It is a pretty high success. So um, the DC for this was a 12. So given that, can you describe to me what the interaction with the, the spirit when stallion is like for you um i feel like the one that i had the connection with would just simply leave like the other three it come up to me make eye contact and then just kind of like offer its back to me like its side to like get on um yeah it comes up to you it doesn't necessarily offer its back so much as it envelops you and rather than riding atop the spirit wind you are encased in its interior and as you start to levitate and it starts to prance around and you your friends see you almost as like a a, a shadow within the sunset of this spirit horse and it's like flying uh, Trixie are, are you going to ride the grove guardian Mm-hmm. I just kind of like start to walk over where I perceived them last. Okay. Um, Go ahead and roll a nature check. Okay. 12. You're right at the meets. And so it's a, uh, it, you you walk over and you you think you're walking right towards where it is and, and what you don't realize is that you're already on it until suddenly the forest seems to start shifting around you as you're lifted up higher into the air. Whoop, 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 whoop. And you feel like you're standing in the middle of a glade that's somehow moving of its own volition. It hasn't started moving fast yet, but you are on it and it is starting to move to the north. I like slowly sink into like a crisscross applesauce seated position and I just kind of s- grab like a fistful of grass kind of thing around me and I'm just when you grab for a, 
fistful of grass, you start to feel uh, little vines encircle your waist very gently. Okay, that'll do. That, and the, that, that, that works. And in front of you, a little leaflet appears, and in the leaf, it seems to slowly fill with a little amber liquid. And then a little berry tree sprouts next to you. Man, you get, like... First class. In-flight snacks. Asher, are you riding the fell? Um, Felidar? Trying to decide. Because I also know if we end up, like, fighting the dragon, that it will probably try to help, and then it will die, and I'll feel terrible. Protective instincts. Desire to have a fun while, ride on a kitty cat. While he thinks, what does the nightmare homie do? What um, does he pick? Or is he fancy he, to just travel on his own? No. He definitely, you can see that he is very drawn to the same creatures you were drawn to. Um, he's not having a lot of success yet. But he's slowly convincing one to to come with him, and eventually, he's able to um, gain enough attention to to get a ride. All right, I will take my battle cat and live out my human childhood <laughs> dreams. Battle cat. Oh God. <sighs> Uh, yeah, as you you mount it, you uh, as you're sitting there, you actually um, it's not even a mounted situation yet. Uh, Bonnie comes over and, and brings you uh, kind of like a blanket contraption that seems to be woven hemp and other components. She goes, I, "I just find that this makes it a little bit more comfortable. Their spines are uncomfortable, so here, this might help you out, Asher. Good luck. Have fun." And with that, and kind of some sort of nod or indication from Bonnie, they, all four of these creatures, split and take off heading north at high speed. The wind whips at your your uh, faces. You oh almost, unlike the airship, where like somehow the airship kind of maintained an atmospheric pressure that allowed you to breathe at high speed, the wind is being whipped away that it's hard to breathe or talk at the speeds at which you're all going for you, Trixie, it's, you would see a tree branch and, but you'd be then just as you were ready to duck the tree branch, you'd realize that tree branch was miles behind you. And it's just the, the, the speed with which you're moving is the wind is the only way that you understand that you're moving for you, Asher. It is a bumpy ride and you're really glad for that hemp mat beneath you. <laughs> but this Felidar creature that was just a little kitty cat not terribly long ago is leaping off the sides of tree trunks is spending more time in the air than on the ground as it leaps around. And Tanzanite, your creature, you feel nothing. You don't even feel the wind because you're part of the wind. You Feel like you're an errant breeze following these other two. And behind you, you can see another errant breeze following behind. And you're almost unaware of the 
experience changing and shifting. Trixie, eventually, as you settle into just being on the continual move and not worrying about the things ahead of you and the things that are suddenly behind you, the leaf shrinks away and a new one is replaced with a golden, different liquid that sparkles a little bit. There's a little... uh, and the new plant blooms as the other one kind of withers away and, and, and new options are availed to you. Uh, Asher, it's getting exhausting being thrown up and down, but it's also thrilling. And the longer you're on the Felidar, the more you feel the predatory nature of the beast that you're riding and the purr of thunder and a bit of bloodlust almost leaks over to you. Before long, you'll burst out of the forest. And as you burst out of the forest, you see a tree open up behind you. And Bonnie is waving through the tree. And then the I, tree... I, col- oh, yeah. I was going to say, I, I go to wave, but it's like one of those like where you you go up. Nope, got to hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you you go to wave and the, the vines catch you and pull you back down. But you also hold 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 on tight because it's just too, too unnerving. Um and the tree closes up behind you, um, Bonnie, left behind in the forest. You track up this mountain. Evening starts to come. Uh, night is a is a sprawl. The felidar's fur almost seems to shift color slightly to blend with the mountainous terrain to 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 take advantage of the stars and moonlight. A small cloud is on the horizon to the northeast of you all. The, the tower stands in stark contrast until you're at the base of a mountain. Suddenly it's obscured by one mountain. You, Trixie, almost feel as if you're leaping from mountaintop to mountaintop once it reaches the top. But now your, your mount is cold. There's the touch of frost on it. And these leaps seem to be like desperate jumps to avoid unlit valleys and it's trying to absorb every ounce of moonlight as it moves um tanzanite you are continuing to whip through and you just feel like you should definitely not be able to move at this speed i need you tanzanite to roll a constitution saving throw Asher, i need you to roll a dexterity saving throw Trixie, you took the easy easy uh beast <laughs> Is there any way that while they're doing that, that I can kind of like try to? That's not what I meant to do. Um, to share my key to like send some warmth. I, I guess it would be like a hand of healing kind of situation, but like I don't know. So you want to like channel your hand of healing key through this creature to help ward off the cold that it's feeling yeah i don't know if that's it feels that feels a little druidy but (laughs) um let's go ahead and have fun with this let's roll roll nature okay you will have to use that key point or points or whatever it is Key. 
Squeak, 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 squeak. Ooh. Those wind horses are spirit horses. Are I don't, I don't really have a high nature bonus, but I did roll really well. A 19. Awesome. Yeah, you you um, channel that key, and you definitely feel a responsiveness. Um, it's like an internal response, though. The creature itself feels like it is um, keeping its outside components cold, but it does absorb that warmth, and it, you can see renewed energy as it leaps from mountaintop to mountaintop. Um, dawn arrives. You're at the base of the largest mountain, looking up at the tower at the top. Your creature's winded a bit from traveling all night. And then they seem to catch a second wind or in Tanzanite's uh, creature's manner truly catches a second wind (laughs) and you start shooting up to the top of this mountain and it takes several hours it's noon before you get to the top but you've moved at incredible speeds all night long traversing in a huge mountain range cheated through a forest and climbed to the tallest mountain in this world so far known to you all as you reach the top you can see that tower um, let me see if I have a little descriptor already or if I need to come up with it. All of us have to pee really bad because we've been writing. Yeah, you've been writing all night. Um, you will take a point of exhaustion unless you get some rest. But you can see that this tower is tall and slender. It has a square base, a pointed top as typical of shiny towers in the middle of nowhere. It's made of a dark stone, but because it is smooth and polished, it seems to reflect a lot of light um, and appear brighter than it actually is. Um, it does not appear to have very many windows, um, and you can see that there is a small door at the base. Um, the door itself is made of iron and layered. Um, you can see scorch marks along the stone. You can see places where the the smooth polish has been scraped away by claws. Uh, you can see up here, and you hear before you see really the crunch of snow and ice. And when the wind picks up, it kind of howls around the tower. The tower actually creates a nice sonic disturbance to the, uh, the uh, overall space. And... Every once in a while, you'll hear off in the distance a howl or a roar. It gives you a feeling of a little bit of mystery and is it danger or excitement? Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. It's both fear-inspiring and fascinating. What would you like to do? Um, I'm going to try to like, not sure exactly how to climb down, considering I don't really know how I got up. 
Um, and once I guess I manage to, you know, get my feet on the actual ground, I'm going to turn to the guardian and just like do kind of like a bow as thanks. Um, and then I'm, uh, I, 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 I guess I'm going to turn to Asher and Tanzanite and be like, um, are they going to stay here or are we going to have to find our own way back, do you think? I don't know. I'm going to climb off my, was it Felidar? Felidar? Kitty kitty. The kitty kitty. And be like, uh, can you hang out here? Can you stay? Good boy. Roll an animal handling check. I can also ask Bonnie. If you want me to. That might we should have we should have thought to ask before we left, but we're not very good at that necessarily. Twenty five. I had to use a lucky point, but twenty five. <laughs> uh you get this huge lick, more reminiscent of a dog than a cat. And then you get nudged forward towards the tower. He says uh, he's going to wait here. A greater intelligence being represented by this creature than you may have thought. Um, Jess, you are, your Tanzanite is deposited, released from the containment of the spirit wind and so is the um, looking pretty green um, and for whatever reason the the nightmare shepherd not a creature that should look green but definitely is looking green um, and there seems to be a small puddle of shadow left behind as it is deposited. The spirit wind kind of neighs in a way that almost sounds like laughter, but it's so breathy that you can't quite decide if it's that or just mocking. But there you are, the four of you stand in front of the tower. Um, Five of you. There's a small little scritch of a scratch called enemy. I would really like to get some sleep. That was a very long ride. But uh, probably right at their front door is not a great place to do that. Seems rude. Maybe we can speak to them first and then ask if we can just bunk for the night and then while we figure out a plan about the dragons. Rook, should we take an exhaustion point for now? Or yeah. We... Okay. Yeah. Boo. Tans and I used to it. She's exhausted all the time because she refuses to sleep. <laughs> Conditions. Um, all right. I'm going to go up and knock, knock, knock. Yeah. Uh, you knock and it takes a little bit. Hello. Oh, hello. The 
doggy is so distracting to me. I'm just like, I want to go scritch, 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 scritch. You watch out, doggy. About a month or so, and I'm going to go over and give you scritches. Oh, she will be very glad for them. Um, you have lots of surface area to scritch. Uh, finally, the door opens, and there's a small uh, person. They have a long white beard, kind-looking face. It's clear that they um, that they are uh, well traveled. They do not appear to be of Earth. Um, that 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 they you've run into enough extraplanar beings and and folk that have been in other places that you recognize a little bit of that light in them. Um, there's a little bit of an exaggeration of features that seems odd and different. Um, and just in his eyes, you can see that he's seen many things. Um, and you can see kind of even in its own home, this, this little individual has a ton of pockets all about their person. Um, very clean, well put together. Um, they, but they just, they definitely present a little bit of a, a conundrum because they don't look so much like, you know, the beard might make you think they're a wizard with a tower, but the other components just don't add up. It's a little disconcerting. Uh, welcome, welcome, um, welcome. Hello. Uh, I'm Asher. These are my companions, Trixie and Tanzanite. Oh, welcome, welcome. Are are you guests? Are you clients? Um, we were just hoping to learn more about this tower and who lives in here. Well, my people and I live here. We've come to here because the... Enrichment of the area is just too much to resist. And we have made some contacts, although there's been some problems recently. So I just need to check you out. And as he says, check you out, he pulls a little monocle from his pop, one of his pockets, pops it up onto his eye, and he kind of glares at you all. Ah, you all appear to not be red or fire breathing. So that's lovely. <laughs> you might have an itch with fire, which is a little disconcerting, but I see that you are concerned about fire too, which is also disconcerting. Uh, but nevertheless, actually, hold on a moment. And he pulls from a different pocket, a different monocle, sticks it on to his other eye, glares at you again. Ah, you are bright and shiny. Oh, well, you are exciting. Uh, just as bright and shiny as this whole new world will be for us, I hope. Uh, welcome, welcome. Welcome. Uh, clients again, or you? I think I've confused myself. Clients or guests? Yes, that is what I'm asking. Let's go with guests for right now. Ah, ah, well. Guests, what, is your, what is your service? For? Ah, we, we were at an, an emporium. An emporium of those things which become imbued by the, the essence of a place and and the essence grows and and you can articulate it to create wonders. Cool. 
to your yes. daughter. That is what I said, is it not? Just clarifying. Uh, cool, well, can we look? Can we, can we take a look? Please, please welcome to the Emporium of Wonders. And he kind of does like a little quarter bow. And the door behind him that had opened outwardly opens a little bit further. And you can see a well-lit lobby-looking space with several different stairways heading up and down. Mm, I will go in, I guess, to the lobby area. Uh, Hopefully my friends are coming with me. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, As you follow... The, uh, Asher in, uh, he kind of peeks around the door, looks up in the air. <sighs> Stupid neighbors. The door closes as he kind of pulls it shut. Yeah, your um, your other neighbor down in the forest is a, a close friend of ours, and she asked us for help with the dragon. Uh, they, they they seem the quiet type, a little a little bit of a recluse. Uh, we did attempt to send an emissary, but could find no one. And yet I know that that's not truly what's going on down there, which is just uh, shut-ins these days. What can you say? Yeah, we can. We could probably facilitate um, some communication. She, she can't really leave from down there. She has ah. an arrangement. So, um, but if we tell her that you're okay, then they probably will not hide from you. Well, the, I, early on, um, I did reach out to a a, a a folk who said that they would reach out for contracts, but um, we've had a little bit of an interruption in communication services. And was it was it grand? You you know of this grand? Yes, I, I do know of grand. Yes, um, they, we've they done work together. White the sort. I really. Do see a future in that partnership if I can just get rid of one pest. Yeah, he's he's a decent guy. You know, he likes to make a living like everyone else, a good living. But um, yeah, he's oh, fairly trustworthy and honest. So, oh, been a I, help to us in the past. I would hope so. I would not want to deal with an untrustworthy sort. Although I do fear I am not the trustworthy sort, since I have been unable to. Return the calls, so to speak. Hmm. What's your name? Uh, well, I go by many names, and I would love to offer you mine. I am often called Melikor the Magnificent, which is ridiculous. You should never call me that. I prefer just being Mel. Uh, but you can also call me The Guide. Cool. quiet in my um, walls again. I'm going yeah. to peek outside. I'm going to reach into my stuff. I'm going to pull out that sending stone that goes to Grand. <laughs> Be like, hey Grand, we're here with Mel, the guide, and he says you owe him contracts. Don't forget. Okay, bye. There's like a little bit beat and you can hear clearly one of Grand's many 
assistants and flunkies a secretary, basically. Melko, Melko, yes, outstanding contracts, current uh, inability to regain contact due to fiery death. There's this whoever wrote these notes about fiery death does not. And you can hear them trailing off as they kind of complain about somebody using fiery death as a notation. Pulling the stone to my ear like it's a cell phone. <laughs> and, and you you slowly lose contact with them as they complain about whoever is not properly annotating the records with details. Uh, they said fiery death is keeping them from delivering your contract. Yes, that would be a great name for the giant pain of a people, different, the people not in the your neighbor. Him, the people in the forest call him uh, Scorchfire. Ah, that seems like a light name for him. I mean, he's literally trying to burn down my tower just because I did not find his deals acceptable. It's not much of a deal when one's making demands rather than offering opportunities for trade. So, the reason we're here was because we first wanted to, you know, introduce ourselves. You um, are welcome. Uh, what is your name? Uh, I'm Trixie. Trixie. I am Melko the Magnificent, blah, 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 blah. Or Mel, if you'd like. Um, so, essentially, we are part of an alliance of people who are working to defeat the evil dragons, the ones who are seeking to rule without or to make deals, you know, by making demands uh, rather than, you know, living in harmony. Um, and so we, the three of us have effectually uh, been tasked with killing the the red fire breathing dragon um and before we you know uh engaged in such a battle we wanted to since you are also you know plagued by it to kind of give you a and notice and that way um if you had anything that could be helpful or you know just to let you know in in case something went wrong and it decided to come this way that you could you know bolster up any additional defenses you may have but um there's an old saying in our world that's uh goes the enemy of my enemy is my friend not that we are enemies but just we 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 wanted to let you know that we are going to be engaging in combat with this dragon, and that's what I mean. The enemy. So you seek to lift oh, the embargo. Enemies of the dragon that makes us friends. That's the... Yes, um, by by taking the dragon's life, we're not. I don't think it's going to want to make any deals with us. So, oh. Which, what embargo are you talking about? Well, clearly this dragon, as you put it, has embargoed my establishment from trade with the greater whole of this world, and I find that highly unacceptable. I'm not one for politics, but I would like to have open trade. It um, seems more like you're under siege than... Well, 
a siege has the hint that they might be able to actually breach the defense, which is patently not possible. The Emporium of Wonders is well protected. How so? What, what do you have in place that's preventing, that's so great that it's preventing him from, it from? Our crafters have worked tirelessly over the aeons to properly enchant this space. It, it takes damage and then heals from it as the, well, I don't know. Are your people advanced in the ways of magic or is this? Some of us. I would say that, yes, we're not established. The the three of us are probably some of the most advanced, and we still are very much learning our abilities. Ah, so you might be spry young talents, but in a world that is archaic. Yes, in a way. Oh, no worries at all. I've been to many a place, and the purpose of my sojourn to this location is to develop new spaces and new pedigrees of magic, so that my items may glimmer and glam for eons to come. Do you have anything that will help us against... Oh, certainly, certainly. I do not know what you can afford. Um, I guess it depends on what currency you accept. Or we not make a deal as if we destroy this dragon, you will be able to once again take part in trade, thanks to us getting rid of it. Well, I could offer the reward for a lift of embargo, which is something we have often offered in the past. Is that something you might seek? Is is that you are also asking for the reward of such sort, or is this something different? We, and my friends can, of course, correct me if I'm wrong, but... We don't necessarily need payment for completing this task as much as aid in completing the task. So if you have any tools you would like to donate to the cause, that... Oh, that that is not the way in which we operate. We're definitely centered around commerce. Uh, We would seek trade and such, but we can pay you in your currency the appropriate amount that would meet your needs Um, and then you could then utilize those currencies to purchase from our shops but that would be retroactively um i mean we if we could browse your wares now we could absolutely absolutely is there a how do i say this rarity that you are seeking anything to help defeat a dragon specifically one who breathes fire well, even the smallest item might t- turn out to be magnificent and preposterously amazing. Uh, it, I feel like I am working against you on accident here. I'm trying to discover what you can afford. Um, I don't remember how much money we have. I feel yeah, like Jason's, Jason's the bank. I think I'm I the have, bank. 
I have 6,900 gold on me. Let and me then see. Jess has more in her bank. Inventory. I have. And Trixie has a ton in hers. I, I do. Also have, I also have a whole bunch. Gold. I think that's all of ours, though. I think I added all the chunk. How much do you have? 34,549. Yeah, that's what's in, like, that was what was in the dragon's hoard that we took. Oh, uh, okay. I don't have a ton in my inventory. Did you mean tanzanite, Rick? Um, I did mean tanzanite. I messed okay. that up. You, you definitely have I'm a decent like... amount. Well, <laughs> if somewhere in Overton, we need to dump the, the contents of the bank yeah. into my into my bag of holding. Yeah. Um, um, well, you had the 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 bank connection, right? We we I think we even put some in there. I yeah. think we gave a chunk to your mom. But yeah. anyway, um, we start? have we have lots of gems and some Overton currency on us. Um, oh yes, I am well connected to your banking system already. And we do have a bank account with with quite a bit more in it. So I think we're. We're not concerned by money. What we're concerned by is the ability to defeat this dragon, which will then in turn make you more profit by being able to take part in trade. Oh, of course, of course. Also, do you have potions? Well, of course, that would be one of the simplest things that I have available. Yeah, do you have like a... We None of us slept, we rode all night to get here. Do you have a potion for that? Well, of course, that would be amongst... Oh, that is right. Archaic civilization, new things to new people. Uh, yes, I do have things along those lines, although simply having a meal and relaxing would be also a way to salute. But salute. We're just concerned what happens if the dragon shows up before we can sleep for eight or nine hours. Ah, well, I saw that you had mounts that you took here. Uh, you could put them in the stable and rest the night... To... As you said, you came as guests first, clients second, possibly. Okay. Well, hospitality rules say that I do need to put you up for the night. But uh, if you would like to browse my wares, we could just have an open session with the vaults locked. I'll send someone to gather your creatures. Okay. Um, they're a little, little wild as your person okay with that oh certainly and he taps uh pulls another object out of one of his many pockets and taps a wand up against a stone and you see the um door one of the doors up a set of steps opens and you smell the smell of hay and um manure and other scents of what you would think of smelling from a stable and the individual walks down the stairs and says, oh, I am gathering the amounts. Is that it? And you see this person is not really a person. Their face seems blank. Oh, I will gather your amounts and ensure that they are well-fed and stored properly as they deserve. Thanks, buddy. The, the kind of moves. Yeah. Can I lean into Trixie and just kind of like whisper so that only she could hear and simply say he clearly does not wish to help at all unless we pay him. So I feel as though we are going to get nothing out of him. 
Perhaps I mean, we rest and then go about our business. I mean, if he has resources, we it, it's certainly not... It's not a, you know, a crime to pay for them. I mean, it, it, he he could change his mind afterwards. He it, he seems very business-oriented. And even if he doesn't choose to be an ally in the fight, he's still a resource. So I think we need to take advantage. Not advantage, but we need to... I understand. Sorry, I'm just enjoying the way you rephrased that. <laughs> Not advantage, but advantage. Yes. Meanwhile, Ash was over here like, what do you have for swords? And do you have any of these? And he pulled out his gun. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, now, I can show you our six different shops, and you can choose where you feel more confident about your ability to afford the items there within. Uh, would you first prefer to negotiate out um, and, and be aware of the prize for relieving the embargo, or is this something you are... Um, sure. What's the prize? Yes. Well, so our embargo would be, as we have four individuals here, that comes to... Let me see here. Usually when you divide... That would be... 80,000 gold apiece. Okay. 320,000 gold Ash is like, the typical full award for relieving an embargo of an establishment of this sort. Yeah, we'll take that. Excellent. Um, I don't suppose you offer credit on that? No, no. Uh, we have some money, so we'll be okay. Uh, what do you guys want to look at? Anything? Um, yes, I would be interested in potions as well as possible new armor to assist in the best defense against a red dragon. And what as tier well are you looking for? I'm still not show which uh, shop to send you to. One of the tiers again? Uh, they haven't really indicated what that is, nor have you asked. I I would like, say our budget you, is... Well, can, like, you describe, I, can you describe the tiers to us? So oh, I certainly. Like rare, so like we have... The ones are. The, our most affordable space is the uh, common shop, which is less likely to support you unless you have some basic item that would be very successful there. Then we have our shop of uncommon goods. It's quite lovely. Uh, and then we have a space that is dedicated to some of the more rare items that you might find out in the world and the less frequently observed. And then we have those that are extra special, just a titch above. And then we have our most esteemed space. The legendary archive. I'd say the top three. Well, I guess you'd have to give us an idea of what price ranges. One, what one item out of each of those tiers would normally cost to give us an idea of where where we would most efficiently spend 
the funds we currently have. Well, it can range just a bit. Uh, sometimes you'll find something in our most legendary of vaults that is fairly affordable at 20,000 gold pieces. And then other times you'll find a, a more common item that we have access to. Uh, but because of what it can do and what it's capable of, it will be priced possibly upwards of 30,000 gold pieces. At the same time, you can also find a shield, you know, your common everyday animated shield, which is not so common as it is very rare. But uh, you can find those for around 6,000 gold pieces. So there's some fluctuation. But overall, if you're looking in those spaces, that's the range you will be looking at. Um, In the rare zone, it's fairly normal. (laughs) What's that? Oh, I just look at them and I go, I think we're in the middle one. If you're looking for something simple, like, say, an amulet of health, something for a uh, sick relative that you're willing to splurge a bit, you could probably pick that wondrous little rare item for 6,000 gold pieces, depending on current supply and demand. Um. So I guess the rare room and then the slightly above rare room. Yeah, I think we're in the rare to very rare range. Oh, beautiful. Uh, I do hope you will find yourselves in a position, maybe post-embargo, to explore our other spaces as well. But uh, please, here, as any gestures to one staircase that is available, we'll take you to our rare spaces. And then he gestures to another staircase. We'll take you to our very rare provisions. Okay. Uh, please direct me to where I can find strong potions as well as a chainmail that will be good defense against a red dragon. Potions, I believe you would find in both spaces. Uh, If you're looking for just your general elixirs of health, uh, you might head to the rare room. But if you're looking for something a little more scintillating, such as the oil of sharpness or the potion of flying, those would be items we'd keep in the very rare location. Um, A potion of invisibility would also be in the very rare uh, space. Uh, if you have an aging and elderly member of your family that you'd like to protect their longevity, we do have one potion of longevity. It is available in the very rare room. It's for your chainmail. Uh, that is something you can find in quite a few spaces. I, it depends on our current stock, of course. But uh, you should be able to find various armors in either space. Um, as aforementioned before, the animated shield or something more interesting. Uh, would you care to peruse one or the other? I do like a slight annoyance of a sigh. And I'm going to head to the rear room. Okay. Um, can you roll a d100? Okay. 
Uh, I'm gonna have to do that on the computer. Hooner? On the computer, Hooner. yeah. Whoa! My chapstick. Alright, D. How does D&D Beyond not have a D100? Okay. I rolled a 78. Awesome. Uh, so you went into the rare room, you rolled a 78. Uh, as you walk in, you see that there are a wide variety of items here. Um, and in the middle of it, there appears to be a suit of armor with a very large uh, 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 kind of accoutrement, lots of gems and such, a cape, um, an amulet at the middle of its chest. And it almost comes to life when you walk in. And it, and it you are welcome, customer. Dex will handle your purchases today. What do you seek? Hello. Um, I am currently looking for potions of healing as well as possible potions or items to give resistance against fire uh, as well as a a shield or a chainmail to also aid in resistance of a red dragon. I can offer you two items to consider. Uh, I would love to bring your eyes to these molten bronze skin or perhaps you'd be interested in the Shield of Missile Attraction. Uh, could you explain what those two items do? Oh, quite. And then they kind of gesture, turn awkwardly, machine-like almost, and then they come back around and you can see that there's a, a jug <laughs> that seems to contain something that is molten inside. Um, he's... As you attune to this, the bronze will adhere and contour to your skin. You can wear it under your clothes. Uh, it will not impede your bodily functions, but once you put it on, it will be attached to you until you decide to remove it. Uh, it does give you resistance to fire damage. That is incredible. Uh, what about the shield? Ah, yes. Uh, what shield did I say I was going to offer you? Uh, a I missile. Believe? Something oh. about a missile. Yes, the, the, the shield of missile attraction. Now, yes. this is, I will let you know, a shield that has some stories to it. But while holding the shield, you are supposed to have resistance to damage from ranged attacks, which may be a feature of a dragon fight. Uh... It is a story that it also seems to attract those missiles that may have been intended for another. I have found that the previous owners of these have valued that feature when defending friends. And what would be the price of both of those items individually? Uh, 
I have to hunt my little list here, so give me a second. Um, Go shopping! Uh, this, the shields would be 800 gold pieces, and the... Good grief, Eric. Find your pit place and don't lose it. And the armor... I can get you for the low, low price of not being able to see anything. So 800. Uh, 10,000 gold pieces. We do have other items if you would wish to explore further. Uh, If you could hold these two items for me, that would be wonderful. And I'm going to wait to speak with my friends, and I will give you my decision. Excellent. Our customers have been slow, so I doubt that you would lose this current commission anytime soon. We are currently under an embargo, as you may be aware. And then the Uh, robot starts to shut down a little bit. Slowly. uh, Goodbye. It kind of comes back up a little. Oh, I apologize. And as it comes back, that robotic switch into a, a more swishy voice. Have the rest. I'm going to just like wander the space until uh, I've looked at everything and I or one of my friends comes in. Yeah, I mean, you wander the space. There are a, there are at least 100 items, if not more here. There's a cabinet with various potions that are labeled very clearly, but in a language you don't recognize necessarily. Um, and it's just, it's a, it's an emporium. Mm-hmm. Uh, Asher or Trixie, I think we have time for one more person, and then we'll hold for next week. Yes, I'll go. For the day. Um Okay, um, I guess I would like to... Which one? Which room did you go to? She went to the rare room. room. Okay. So, like, the second tier. Okay. Um, can I... And you're at 10,000, you said? I am leaning towards the shield, possibly okay. both, but more so the shield. Okay. So, if you did both, it would be 10,000. And then potions. Uh, for in uh, in here are all of us. Yeah. Okay. Um. I guess I, I'm. I'll, I'll go to the the very rare room. Um, just to see if there's like a particular thing that there might might be. Uh, Avast, you laddie! You come in and you're already being greeted. Ah, uh, steady out of ship. And store your scimitars. We've got company. And coming towards you is a very green-skinned, orcish-looking creature. Um, rotund, a tail, arms up wide, going in for a hug. Did someone tell you who I'm rumored to be already? Nah, 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 nah. Are you looking to make a trade? Come aboard and see what we have. Old Druble has it for you. Oh, 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 okay. Um, okay. Um, 
I I hold up my I hold up my bracers and I kind of indicate to my belt. I'm kind of looking for something like these. I don't really wear armor, but I could really use something that is that helps me be <laughs> Okay. So, my fighting style is very much up close and personal. Um so I'm going to need um I guess either something that helps me hold on to 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 to, to more difficult surfaces, um, or something that makes me a little bit more resistant to um, uh, dragon fire. <sighs> Could you roll a d one hundred for me, please? This always goes well. <laughs> Eleven. Um, out of 100, 11. 11. Okay, so let's go over here to this list and then let's go to this list. Um, all right, uh, that's sorry, it's gonna take me a little bit longer than I mean for it to to get this to work. It's okay. Ah, well, you are in luck. I do have something I could do for you, but uh, it's going to be strange. I can offer you a service, a tattoo, so to speak. And I kind of look at um oh, you're gonna have to shave my fur and I go, um, is that really possible for someone like me? Oh, it goes into the skin. It may change the color of your fur in the location in which the tattoo occurs. But I have tattooed many a and he kind of reaches up into his very thick, bushy white beard. I have tattooed many a pirate and then they've let it grow out and Strange colors may be seen. Okay, so what what does the tattoo do? Well, what I am thinking is you don't wear armor, and this would grant you a strength of protection for your body a bit higher than what you have. Uh, Kind of ignores most else that you have, possibly, but can bring you up a bit if it works for you. Um, and what he is offering you is a tattoo that gives you a base level of AC of 18. I don't know if that would help you when you add in your other two pieces, if that would be any higher than where you're already at. Mm-hmm. Asher could maybe use this. <laughs> Uh, I guess I don't know. I don't remember how. I mean, your base AC is your armor, dexterity, and 
you have the unarmored defense. I think your base AC is higher than that. So this may not be a good one for you. Right. And we we also talked about with my multi-classing, is there a way to reconfigure, like to manually up my AC? Yeah, we can, you know, okay. in terms of, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. But, th- but this would be a magical item to up your AC. Yeah, I don't think... I don't know. Can we talk about it after? And then, like, maybe I decide to purchase the, I, I, just to make sure I fully, if oh, I, can yes, purchase, if you, I can purchase the numbers. Okay. You you are more than welcome to consider these things in the future and decide on other things if you'd like to. I have been given notes that you you're probably staying the night, so take your time. Okay. Um, if you're interested in something a little more esoteric, I could offer you a look at that. Sure. I've always wanted to share, and he pulls this aside a curtain. This painting is by Desky de la Quan de Mexico, and it shows Constant Antonio, a beautiful courtier. And you see a um, a model painting, uh, and it's just this individual that uh, she looks beautiful, but she's wearing a hood. And um, you sense just some, like, magic to this painting. Um, And as it's being uncovered, the figure in it moves, looks at you. And you hear in draconic, elvish, and common at the same time. You aren't worth my time. (sighs) And then he shoves the curtain closed. She's a pain, but you can command her to guard a location of your choice and she will do quite well. Interesting. Yes, it's one of the more exciting items that we've had in our special rarities room. So, what what would the what what would you need to trade for the tattoo? Well, it would have to be something of equitable value, of funds, or I am taking to understand that uh, you, not you, he was your friend. I don't see it on you. And he looks really disconcerted. That there were some magic items on one of you that 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 were extraneous and we could purchase those, but my friend has some in his bag. I think that might be what you're thinking of. Yes, yes, quite powerful. Could easily be turned over to the crafters to redesign for new purposes and higher value markets. Okay, well, well, we'll keep that in mind if, um, it, as an option. What, I guess, what if we were to do straight funds, what would the cost of the tattoo be? Um, okay, give me a second to go back to the other page. Sorry. This is why having more <laughs> monitors would be last right now. Um, luckily, this is in alphabetical order, so all I have to do is find the tattoo list. What tattoo did I tell you? Mm, y- you didn't? 
He just said a tattoo that would bump my AC, like my base AC oh. 18. So there wasn't like a um, name. It would be 5,000 gold pieces. Okay. Okay, well, let me let me um, think it over and, and I can let you in the, know in the morning. Excellent, excellent. We will talk in the morning. Uh, I think I hear another customer coming, so this is the most excitement we've had in weeks since that stupid imbecile of a neighbor. And he's just kind of like continues to d- to drawl through all the stuff. I changed his accent like six times in the middle of this, but he's still a parody <laughs> accent, so pretend. Imagine. Um, and I think at this point we need to, unless, Jason, you want to uh, tempt it. Do you want to attempt a shop or do you want to? Sure. Awesome. Uh, which room are you going to? Um, I'm going to say very rare first. Okay, go ahead and roll a d100. Aim high. Always. Took me a second to realize what that was. It was that freaking... 95. Gigantic metal die. Awesome. Um, Is there anything specific you're looking for? Uh, not really. Just like guns, swords, armor, maybe. I mean, I have like dragon armor already, sort of. So I'm pretty good there. Um, yeah, my sword is crap. My, I don't know. My thing is still pretty good. Um, okay, let me. Let me really quickly pull together this whole list of things here. I should have been ready for this, but I forgot. Um, You are, um, you see, uh, Trixie is kind of perusing the the space and look poking into different things and you see the same i mighty welcome aboard uh we're all here for you i uh would love to show you around and and help you explore your options here um and he immediately seeing you picks up a uh rifle would you be interested in something along these lines i balance out what you've got going on right now I've never really seen one. I guess I've seen one person that had something like that. I've never used one before. Oh, I, it's it's a nice balance to what you have going on right there, but it has a few other things that it works out well. Uh, it has a little bit more of a spice, if you know what I mean. Okay. Does it take the same bullets as my other gun? Well, it doesn't so much take bullets as make its own. Interesting. Can I hold it? Yeah. He hands off this. And I murder hobo them all. No, it's good. <laughs> Go for it. This highly decorated um, rifle. It is, you know, 
a functional weapon would not have this much decor, but this is a magical weapon and still functional. Um, and you are just looking at this ridiculous rifle that has a ton of just all the different components and things. And, and then they say, well, this one is quite lovely as you have a capacity for burst fire and automatic reloads up to 30 shots at a time. Hmm. That's a lot more than my current weapon holds. Uh, what sort of damage does it do? Well, it depends on how close you are up to things. But if you stay a bit away, you can get a 10-foot uh, range and scatter it all about. And, uh, you know, you'll see creatures duck and dodge and see what they can get away with things. But it is quite a beauty when it fires. And uh, you are given to understand that it does... Uh, 2d8 piercing purple that hits an individual creature, but they'd get to do a dexterity saving throw if it's used in burst fire mode. Okay. Um, if it's used in single shot mode, it's a attack roll, and it gets a plus three to attacks. So it'd be a plus three, plus your proficiency, plus your I believe dexterity. Okay. Um, how much is that? Well, this one here is a, a lovely beast of a of a weapon here, and sorry, gotta find it. Um, Were you saying something when I was messing around with my mic about dragon masks? Or no? It it was uh, this was with Trixie, and Trixie heard that they talked about being interested in trading for magical items. Okay. Basically, I'm boiling it down. They didn't say it as bluntly as that, but that had happened uh, that this one would be around 10,000 gold pieces uh, the, you see the engineering is a bit tricky on these special jobs okay um, yeah I have would, to talk to my companions we have a shared pool of money that we're working with oh quite right quite right and if you'd like to, to see a couple of fun little things that I have here Yes, I'd love to show you a true treasure. It uh, barely belongs in my space, but apparently it's been here. Uh, and he takes you over to a different part of the space. And let me scroll. Sorry. Uh, I lost the page. And presents to you this black or maybe even dark dark blue robe that is embroidered with small white and silver stars um, you can see that there are six of these of, of some jeweled ones that are not part of the embroidery um, and he says to you ah yes this is a lovely lovely cloak uh, a little bit of protection a little bit of attack and, well, a little bit of phasing through worlds here. Interesting. 
That is on the pricey end. It is a 20,000 gold pieces, but it's something to consider. We also have something even more mystical in one of the other shops that this one's slightly related to. Uh, but this particular piece, we call it the Robe of Stars. I went Irish again. Good grief. I can't even keep it together. It was an Irish bar. I like the back and forth. It's so like Rurik can't accent straight. But yes, to your friends, to your rest. Best not to negotiate on an empty stomach anyways. G'day, my matey. (laughs) (laughs) Just going worse and worse. (laughs) I'm going to go down a dark, dark tunnel. Oh, boy. All right. Um, Yeah, we'll get some rest and we'll decide in the morning. Aye. Oh, do you have any swords? Oh, of course. I just hold up. I'm pretty sure I've had that same, like, rusty rapier that I Azure has always had that like he found in a cave as a teenager and like shined it up. He 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 looks at what you have, looks at you, and it's clear that his eyes cause his eyes glow for a little second that he's like checking in your magical aura and all the items you have and he goes Give me six hundred gold pieces now. Okay. And I just like Count it out and give it to him. He takes that, tucks the bag into uh, another bag of some sort, and reaches over without even looking, flicks open a case with his fingers, pulls a, a sword and, and scabbard out, and hands it to you. Toss that disgusting thing and use this instead. Okay. Um, you can add a sword of sharpness to your inventory. Or I can add it for you if you don't know where to find that. I don't see it. so No problem. I can find it for you. Thanks. Okay, sorry. That was, the, that was literally the first sword I ever found. I've had it for many years. Somehow managed not to break it. Um, what type of sword do you usually use? Rapier. Trixie's oh. the pirate. I have the rapier. I'm not sure how that worked out. I don't know. Um, actually, he does not hand you that. He hands you the dancing rapier. Okay. Since you said rapier. Sorry. It is now in your inventory for you to decide whether or not you want to equip it. Or whatever else it might require. I have no idea what it requires because I don't remember. All right. I think with that, and given that next time is definitely going to be a rest and shop trip, possibly, um, you have uh, an award being dangled over you for something that you were already planning to do um, of quite a significant amount. So... I'm going to ask him if I can keep my rapier, so I'm going to put it in my bag of holding. My oh, he, he didn't want that. He told you to oh. toss that rusty okay. piece of garbage. Gotcha. Okay. I feel like someday it'll hang above Asher's fireplace as his first weapon. <laughs> when, when he has a fireplace. I mean, that could happen. Thank you all for joining us. We had a lovely time. I, I, had, a lo- I had a lovely time 
joining y'all in Arr. my ridiculous un- inability to follow an accident for mo- accident. accident. <laughs> I have lost it all. That's right, you have. You dirty <laughs> bastard. This is fearsome. I didn't even put the mountain background up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> all the things I didn't do. That beautiful thing was supposed to be up there. This last bit. Clearly not even capable of of being part of the show. They're going to vote me off the island. It's all over now. Yeah. Um, the one running the game is going to be voted off the island. Accent drift beyond <laughs> uh-huh. all belief. But thank you for bearing with us. Hope you're having a wonderful time. Um, covering people's faces. I forgot that I'd do that when I hit that button. So I'm not going to hit that button. But thank you. It's been a lovely. Hope you all have a wonderful day. And bye. We'll see you next week. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. bye.